Bluegrass Faithful, we are back. It is episode 23. We've got a fearsome five-way F-word force that's going to come your way here. Before we get into it, I'm going to hit our sponsors real quick. Uh, Kinder Performance Group, John Kinder, uh, Huffman Designs, uh, Alex Huffman, a.k.a. Huffy, a.k.a. The Fastest Mouth in the South, uh, Scott Fritz Designs. Um, he also has a Facebook page. I think it's FSF Designs. So I'll look and I'll hit it again at the end of the podcast. Uh, butt kicker. Um, all of our non-playoff drivers are racing for butt kickers right now. I've got one bolted to my rig. Uh, They're absolutely fantastic as a whole additional dimension to your sim racing experience. So if you're outside, if you're on the outside looking in racing for the one, race your ass off to get it. If you don't have one and you're in the playoffs, I highly recommend it. And I think we have a, a sponsor link in the Discord that'll uh, help the league out as well. Um, my favorite sponsor of all time, Red Rocket Buildings and Barbecue. They make buildings and they make barbecues. You can't buy barbecue from them, unfortunately. Um, elevated outdoors, as always. Let's get high outside. Last but not least, WJM. They're sponsoring drivers. They got a Folds of Honor program for veterans right now. They've got a couple ARCA guys that are in in their uh, team over there, whatever you want to call it. They've they got and so girl. many drivers. On, and girl. Um, they've got so many drivers, I can't even keep up with it. But... Let's get to introductions. First, we've got up to my left is Alex Penn, our resident photographer, uh, multiple team owner, Xfinity driver. He doesn't look anything like I thought he would, but he's a handsome son of a gun anyways. Maybe a little bit like TJ Majors. Good call on that. Speaking of, the HMFIC is to my right. Uh, Jason Collins, as always, joining me. Um, We've got John Schwartz. Uh, down to my bottom and left, uh, cup driver of the number 95 below me, this, this big burly bearded, got his work muffs on, got the beers rattling, got the cigs in the shirt pocket. He's ready to go. My favorite name to say in the league, Radburn Shutters. Last but not least, since we've got two Alexes, I'm one of them, but you can call me the scarecrow because I'm outstanding in my field. Let's get it. All right, guys, for this episode, we've got to cover not one, but two weeks worth of races. So we're going to jump right into it with the trucks from Talladega two weeks ago. I'll let Jason take the reins and we'll follow his lead. So first time winner, Brian Terry gets it done in the trucks at Talladega. Uh, this man unnamed ran, back marker. Unnamed back marker pulls out 188, wasn't it? 188. 188 total okay. starts in bluegrass. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember if that's what it was, but I think it was 188 total starts in bluegrass. Uh, and he pulls out the win. Um, I know we touched base on this a little bit last week, but we didn't do Xfinity or cup. So we're, we're doing it all back together. So, uh, Terry was a P one 20 was P two Hubbard was P three Osborne P four Worthington P five Duranco P six Michael Cole with a P seven Bobby Hall jr. With a P eight, Sean Kaiser with a P9 and George Gibbs with a P10. So congrats to all those guys in the truck series for what they did last week at Talladega. Moving on over to the Xfinity series. We have our resident Xfinity driver, Radburn shutters of the number three car. 
Uh, looks like Scott Fritz pulled off the win there. Can you tell us a little bit about that race, Radburn, and how how you felt about it going in? On that note, we're going to spark one up before we start talking about that. <laughs> uh, I know it was a tough night, and you had a uh, had a rough go with uh, I think Ayerson, wasn't it? We had a uh, we had a tough go with Ayerson, but up leading to that, up to the first, it was the. Uh, we were on the back stretch, leading ourselves to the checkered for the stage. Mm-hmm. And up prior to that, we'd had an awesome run. I'd had an awesome run as far Pretty as Pretty wide all night. I, I, yeah, just like I wanted it to be, too. And uh, I can't remember where I qualified now. but um, You started P2. You know, I, okay. Uh, that makes sense as to why I fell back so quick. I'm never too. I'm never too uh, aggressive at the uh, light tracks, but it went so well um, early on. You know, we were just racing, swapping lines. Everybody was doing really well on the uh, higher side. It seemed like the low line was just so jumpy. I don't. Mm. You know, it it got jumbled up so quick, but nobody could keep a straight a straight wheel on the low line and it was very very scary the whole time and i remember i remember i ended up falling back quite a bit and just wanting to watch the mayhem happen and you know i remember what i said in my post-race interview the week before that i said i was going to send it in there where the car shouldn't be right and that's what we ended up doing and i just happened to have a lot of teammates up there and we, uh, Cornerstone's yeah, got a lot got of guys. Good. Yeah. Cornerstone's I think we've got, got eight we going got, right now. It's... Yeah. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood out there. We got a lot of boys out there. Yeah. And, uh, so with a few moves made, I, uh, between me and Hackney, I remember Hackney ended up, we were, we y'all were coming hard line. on the outside. Uh, y'all were pushing hard. Like I remember you were pushing Hackney and y'all were going to the front on that outside yep. line coming to the stage. And, and that's when the mayhem kind of occurred between Erson and Ott. Um, Ott kind of went low and came back up and Erson kind of didn't hit him square. He kind of hit him, caught him on the corner. And that's why I shot Ott up into Hackney caused the yep. mayhem. that ended up taking both of you guys out. Uh, I know yep. Alex Penn, you were in that race as well. Um, you want to weigh in on it a little bit? Cause you're another Xfinity driver and, and surprisingly doing a really good job this season. I got to give you uh, my hats off. Like I told you the night, you kind of scared me when you first came in, you didn't seem to have a handle on the car too much, but I've watched you grow as a driver. And I want to say that we can attribute that, attribute that to this league and the quality of driving that we have in this league, making you a better Xfinity driver. Yeah, this this league has definitely helped me improve a ton. Just going up against the the tough guys and learning from them. But for Talladega, I remember I qualified somewhat towards the front, I think, and I just dropped down on the back straight. P nine, lap or well, yeah, lap one or two, and just rode around at the back for a very long time. Uh-huh. Um, I think I might have gotten caught up in an incident at one point and. After right. that, the pressure was definitely on to see if I was going to make it out of the round or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was Justin Ray and I kept talking about it. We were trying to do the math ourselves and figure out which one of us was going to make it in. But we ended up both making it on to uh, round two, which which was nice. Yeah, I think uh, coming up to that round, you all, uh, let's see, you advanced by... 
not six a point, lot. Six points over your teammate, uh, Tyler Evans. Um, obviously, Jason Harrison, Jim Ott, Tony Iverson were all eliminated uh, along with Tyler Evans last week in the Xfinity. Uh, Schwartz, do you have anything to weigh in on Xfinity? Did you Were you able to catch that race at Talladega last week by any chance? Uh, I didn't watch too much of it. I did watch the end of the truck race, and it looked like something that there was a common trend between all three races, which was the outside seemed to be a really strong lane to take, especially like after one lap. I mean, I remember the Cup Series, you ran like the second or third lane, and it was like it almost got single file super quickly. And so I don't know how much side by side there was in the other series, but it was just like the inside line. It seemed like a lot of people started checking up on corner entry. And so it was just like the fact that you could keep the throttle pinned, keep that bump draft to be continuous that just seemed to be a trend across all the series so uh yeah it was a big surprise in that aspect this is a a a tidbit i'd throw and this is something i've learned from my cup teammates uh i think specifically matt and dave pointed this out at what not this not this plate race but the last plate track we were at um something we've started doing and this isn't a secret of mind sharing because it doesn't make us faster necessarily um but when you're running the bottom line um it's easier obviously if you have a teammate and you can communicate with but entering turns at a super speedway what we like to do is to be at least a half lane up so that the guy behind Mm -hmm. you can see the yellow line so that he can anticipate when he's supposed to turn yeah. because if, if you can't see it, you're just looking basically through the, the back glass of the car in front of you. Um, you're reacting to when they turn. Exactly. So they turn and you end up, you know, a half lane above them and you've got to drive it back down. And that's fine when you're single file, but you know, when you're coming to a stage, you're coming to the end of the race and you're, you're side by side and guys are getting tight. That can be the difference between you know a win or a top five or, or a respectable finish and and yep. wiping wiping out the field so something that if you guys are listening not saying that we have the ultimate strategy but it, it's it's something that's worked for us to to help us keep it tighter around the track especially especially on entries you really have to anticipate where you're at on those super speedways you can't just follow the car in front of you, you have to know mm-hmm. where you're at and that's where the practice comes in and, and turning and following people like Guys that just go out and run at the front or by themselves, they're not learning like where the turn ins are. You've got to learn how to turn in. And you see it especially on in money races. Um, guys that don't do a lot of super speedway racing, they'll come out there and they'll be following somebody. And you can tell they're just following the guy in front of them. That's all they're doing. They're just watching the guy in front of them. And that guy turns in and they'll go up and then whoop, caught it, swing back down. You really have to anticipate when to turn in those races. So um yeah. I'll cover the top 10 for last week in uh, Xfinity at Dega, which was James Silver's. Um, is that correct? No, that's not right. Scott Fritz won that no. race. Scott Fritz yeah, won yeah. Um, This is standing. Sorry. Um, going. Let me go back to it. That's my fault. I apologize. Scott Fritz was the winner last week. He started 16th and ended up pulling the win. Alexander Carr was P2. Uh, really good run from Carr last week at Talladega. Uh, Travis Twitty pulls off another podium. Back-to-back podiums for him last week. Kyle Mays was fourth, uh, ended up barely squeaking in the next round with that fourth place finish. So he, he fought all night long. I know he had some trouble, got caught up in some incidents and, and fought all night long. Blake Kinsley, uh, he ended up pulling out the P five. Tyler Evans was P six. Todd Mays was P seven. Um, James Silvers was P eight. Bobby Mays was P nine. Justin Winters P 10. Uh, so those guys, 
and and honorable mention michael robinson uh was p11 so that's your boy i know so i'm gonna give him my a, guy honorable my mention. guy uh, I want to I want to say something before we jump uh, before anybody jumps subject to uh, first stage wreck there on the back stretch. I know I hollered at him, but Mo Abbott. If I would have had triples, man. If I'd have had side sight, if I could have seen left or right, man. I hate that I dove it down. I missed the wreck for the most part. I was yeah. contacted, missed the wreck for the most part, but dude. I smashed him and probably ruined every bit of his race, uh, yeah. avoiding that wreck. And I, I forget who it was. Maybe him and Lancaster had both avoided it completely, except for some idiot in the three car. Uh, <laughs> it happens. Me, um, it happens. I dove, I dove low, avoided everything. I thought I was clear, man. And I, I, I know I apologize to him, but I wanted to say that. Uh, that that's just more fuel for uh, saving some money up, getting some more uh, some more screens to look through. Yeah, so we can maybe <laughs> not wreck wreck our buddies out there, you know, wreck absolutely. Buddies. And uh, yeah, that 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 first wreck had a lot to do with what happened the rest of the race too. But that was oh, a yeah. good race. That that was a really good one. That ended up happening there in the Xfinity series. Yeah, and it, it goes a long way apologizing for stuff like that. You know, I'm sure Mo appreciates it. And I'm sure Adam Hill, Lancaster Hill, will appreciate that as well. Because, uh, you know, a lot of guys, they don't apologize for anything. And people notice that. People realize that, that they see this. And that kind of, I guess, is what, you know, we'll, we'll touch base on that in a little bit. But yeah. there's there's times where guys just don't. All you got to do is key up and say, hey, I'm sorry, my fault. And and it goes, it smooths things over a lot, a lot faster. Um, if you just key up and say, "Hey, I'm my bad," you know, I'm sorry. I was a long I, way. I I would reckon I'm not the only <laughs> one. I'm sure everybody. If if someone does me dirty and I never hear from them, I I'm not gonna wreck them. But if I am in the position to make their life difficult, whether mm-hmm. I'm racing for a position. <laughs> whether I'm laps down, whatever the case, if, if you've done me wrong in the past, I, I will find some sort of retribution. Yeah. And those are the little things that can turn a, a a P four for the season to, into a championship. If you write those wrongs along the way, that, that that's the kind of stuff that can really make a difference outside of peer speed and teamwork and strategy not making enemies all season is not a bad idea. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, 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 I learned that my first right season. Here. 100%. You don't want to make enemies because go ahead. The schedule schedule's done turned yellow. Now we're into the playoffs. Now's when you figure yeah. out when uh whenever you've done people bad, done people dirty or you've done people good yeah. and and especially place, especially if it's a dude that's Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's especially if it's a dude that's not in the playoffs because they don't have anything to lose. If if I'm out of the playoffs and I've got a teammate that's in, and you're racing with me, yeah, I I will be Ross Chastain, I will be Ryan Newman, I'll be Denny Hamlin, whatever whatever is your worst enemy in that situation. I'm I'm helping my team out, and I don't care what happens to you. Yep. 
Uh, so shifting gears, let's get on over and uh, talk about the cup series last week at Talladega. Um, Jonathan Atkins was the winner last week. He pulled off a stellar last lap, last hundred feet pass on Justin Winter. I thought Justin had the race. Justin looked like he was, he was the guy to beat, uh, there at the end. He had his cousin, teammate, Alex Huffman behind him. Scott Fritz made a really big push there at the end and try to get to the top side, try to get that Wait. line going, trying to Wait. get the back-to-back. What? Wait, Winners is Huffy's cousin? Yeah. Is that what you said? I had no idea. Yeah. What? Yeah. That, Learn something cousins. new every day. They're cousins. So. Now, yeah. Now I know. Now I remember. Now I know why Justin left me out the dry with Huffy below me. Outside yeah. of them being teammates, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're cousins. So Alex was you know playing blocker for Justin. Uh, Jonathan stayed attached all the way until it was a, a two car race. It, he he pushed him to the last couple hundred yards, and it was just a drag race from there. Uh, Justin made tried to block a little bit, made a little contact. No no harm, no foul. Is it it what I would have done? It was a good move. Um, but Jonathan just had the run, and Jonathan beat him by like point oh. Two two point oh two two. So hell of a finish last week. Um, our resident cup driver John Schwartz. You want to talk about that race a little bit, and then we'll cover top ten and everything. Give us a give us hey, your insight hey, for that race. Hey, and Alex, I'm, a cup I'm sorry, I'm You're a the, cup driver too. Yeah, uh, you uh, you don't count. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I can confirm. I'm not the resident cup driver. I'll take just a cup driver since uh, yeah, Alex is definitely uh, quite competitive in a lot of these races. I, but I am uh, I am one of the cup drivers of all time. Not the best, but I'm one of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I felt uh, I I was running probably top five for a good amount of that race, at least in the first stage. But it's just it's so hard to tell and people. Uh, and people are going to start ditching you and people are going to start going for their own. And I felt like uh, there was a green flag pit stop, I think, right after the, the stage, like in the middle of like the end of the first stage to the end. And something that I don't know if it was caught on the broadcast, but it was crazy how like everyone pitted all in the same lap in that front pack. And I think oh, yeah. it was it was like four wide going yeah. into the pits. And I think, I think Robertson tried to go to the outside of me and then ended up getting in the grass. So that Mo, was really unfortunate it was Mo yeah, too. Mo did it. So it's just like for these restricted plate tracks, it's almost like the racing isn't as scary as the pit entry. That's when things really yeah. get chaotic. So that was something that was a big surprise to me because you want to kind of split up those groups. That way you don't have those issues. But the thing is, if you end up going with, if everyone ends up going and you're the one guy that stays out, then it's just a huge mistake. And so no one wants oh. to risk that either. And so they end up just going by themselves. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's just a hard thing to communicate between everyone because as soon as they got in the radio, you don't want to be that one guy. So yeah, um, Heath ended up going in by himself. Hackney uh, pitted. He was the lone car that pitted and ended up. You know, he was early. I think yeah, he, wasn't he, he? He was a couple laps, couple laps it early, was, uh, and uh, like he he pitted by early. himself. Nobody went with him, and it kind of ended up messing up his race. Um, I know Alex Huffman led most of that race. He led twenty nine laps. Uh, and then Schwartz, you led 17. You were uh, second most laps led. So, I mean, it was. I felt like it was a solid race. We only had uh, four cautions. So, they only, the, the majority of them came there at the end, towards the end of the race. Um, I know we had the green-white checkered twice, two overtimes. Uh, I don't remember what caused the initial caution, though. Do you? Either of you remember? Schwartz or uh, Healy? <laughs> Not, not the initial. No, no, I don't. 
See what good are you Man. as a cup driver? You don't remember. <laughs> well, here here's the thing I'll put in about this race, and this it's the power of teamwork at super speedways. Um, mm-hmm. I I found myself I, on the last restart. I think our it was a green white checker finish, I believe. Uh, it was double overtime, yeah. Yeah, um, I was P3 at the last green flag, and I finished the race 14th because uh, I was uh, I pushed winners up to the front and not having spatial awareness of who was around me and their relationships. I got him out front and he jumped down in front of Huffy and <laughs> then the guys behind me, they jumped up to the top and I I mean I might as well have just turned the car off at that point. So you were the meat <laughs> in the sandwich at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was just the most like I had like I got to right where you want to be at the end of you want to be in the you know, the top three or four rows yeah. and we'll see where it shakes out. And my God, I, by the by turn three on that first lap, I was I might as well just drove the, the damn thing into the pits. So <laughs> there's there's that. It happens. <laughs> I mean, whenever I think about these super speedway restarts, I mean, I just think back to Daytona a few weeks ago, and it's like, if you want to see what not to do, watch the final lap of the first stage. I think I was starting inside row, like front row, the leader chose the outside lane, and after starting in what was basically first, ended up finishing ninth in a one-lap shootout. So <laughs> it's just, it was just brutal to be in the, starting in the front row. You needed one lap, and it couldn't do it. So yeah, yeah it's just, you really got to find what lane has a momentum there. It's all about finding that mo. That seems to be the devil at those tracks, man. You'll you'll be say you start on the front row inside, and you'll you'll be all right until you lose your help. Yeah, <laughs> say you're starting on the on the top side up. Well, there there goes two cars behind me up. We're in sixth. Up, well, all right. Never mind. Drop back in line. We're back in twelfth now. Let's pull <laughs> something. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, you'll you'll have that on those super speedway jobs. Yes, and on you that, will. And on that, let's wash our hands of super speedways. Well, we got to head over the to the monster. Oh, top we got all right. Yeah, we'll get top, the top ten, 10 real quick. Sorry, yeah. So we got to do. Uh, Atkins was winner. Uh, was the winner. P one winners was P two. Huffman was P three. Fritz was P four. Frankie Barroso coming in P five. Brandon Holder P six. Jimmy Vaughn P seven. Daytona Dave Farmer with the P eight. John Schwartz, P9, Sean Kostritza, P10. So congratulations to all those guys last week at Talladega in the Cup Series. And like Alex said, moving on over to the Monster Mile, we got to cover the Truck Series first. This was a wild race. It was, uh, uh, this was, uh, for me, I'll I'll speak from my perspective before we get into the the overview. This is uh, one of those races where I was fast and unlucky. I, early on, we we kind of single filed out, and people were we we're just trying to make it to the stage because yep. everyone knows that if there's a wreck at Dover, you're and everyone's close, like it's it's going to be a bad day for a yep. lot of guys. And yep. you know, if you go to pit road, you know, for five, six, seven, eight, twelve minutes, whatever, your your race is over, which is what much, ended yep. up happening to me um, on the back straight. Um, a couple guys got together. I can't, I can't even remember who it was. And I saw it coming. Mm-hmm. I got, I got slowed down, went down to the bottom and 
instead of just coming to a dead stop because I was scared to death, someone just run over me. I kind of try to creep through there. And unfortunately, my teammate, Alan Duranco, was right behind me and he was kind of doing the same thing, but he was on the high side. Mm-hmm. He ended up having to dive down and he really didn't hit me that hard, but it, it pushed me into the wall and my front left net coated into the inside wall and destroyed my suspension and mm. ruined the night. I think I, I finished 18th, which we'll get to later, but um, I could have finished 23rd. I could have just alt F forward, yep. but I didn't. And it was a, it was a it. boring, it was a boring, terrible time. I was, I finished 15 laps down, but I picked up five spots. Um, right now I'm one spot, outside of the playoffs after that. Um, if I'd finished 23rd, I, I would probably have to have a win next mm-hmm. week. I, I, I still might, maybe, depending on how things go, but those five positions, as boring as they were to drive around for an hour and get, that could be the difference potentially between $0 and 500 or whatever the truck series gets. Yeah. Um, which... Again, we'll we'll get to that later. I'm not trying to beat anyone down, at least not just yet. Um Well Bobby Hall ended up <laughs> leading most of that uh race to begin with. He 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 took off and had a good run up until the stage and we had an incident right there right as the stage was coming out. Um or actually I'm sorry, it was green flag pit stops were coming out. They were doing uh stops and Bobby and Colbert had just pitted, caution comes out. Uh, but Bobby's restarting second, I believe on that restart and Colbert got around him. Um, and I believe won the stage and then, um, restarting after the stage, Colbert led 55 laps, looked like the truck to beat. He was gone. He was, he was just absolutely untouchable once he had clean air. Um, I know he ended up having a, a pit stop issue where it didn't take tires, uh, black box issue. I got, I raced I racing um, and Sean Kaiser ended up pulling out the dub. Uh, so that's back to back round openers for Kaiser. He got Darlington in round one and then turns around and gets Dover in round two to put himself into the next round. So it's, it's gotta, it's gotta feel so good to win that first one yeah. in the round of the play. Cause, and, and he admitted as much that he's, he's not a great road course racer with the Roval coming. So for him, I mean, how, how much better could it be? He, he, can, in. he can shoot for stage points if that's in the cards. And even if he has an absolutely abysmal run, he's in a better spot than I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're what, six or eight points out right now from, from Peacock? Uh, yeah, six or eight. I can't remember. Eight, um, eight point. You're eight points behind Peacock, who's the, yeah. the number eight guy right now. Peacock's the cutoff guy um, yep. going into the Roval next week. You know, Colbert, he's setting pretty up. P1 at 25.97. Peyton Hubbard, 25.74. Kaiser, 25.66. Barrett Morton uh, tied with Wes Wigand for fourth at 25.59. And then you have Lucas Lyons at 25.58. Bobby Hall at twenty five fifty four, and then t- Peacock is twenty five fifty. Then you get you and Worthington are both twenty five forty two. Osborne twenty five thirty nine, and Duronco. No, Osborne's the end of it. No, yep. yeah, Duronco is the, no, no Duronco's there. Yeah, Duronco's twenty five thirty two. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. So Duronco's got a lot of ground to make up. A lot of ground. That's eighteen points to make up. Uh, yep. 
between him and Peacock. Yours isn't as bad. You can do some stage points and hope that Peacock doesn't get stage points next week. I'd, here's what I'm telling you. And uh, Peacock is a good racer. I'm, but I'm not, gonna, not so much at a road I'm gonna, course. I'm going to blow his doors off at this road course. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. I, I like, like shit talking. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, ju- I'm yeah. just gonna. Uh, we've we've got. We haven't talked a lot, obviously, but we had a we had our issue in my first season in the league. Um, he he ain't gonna touch me at the Roval. It, it just ain't gonna happen. <laughs> you're a good. You're a good road course uh, driver. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you obviously I, have yeah. the real life experience with the Corvette at the track in Bowling Green, and yeah, you have a I, uh, you have a, a Arca truck or something. Yeah, I'm setting up an ARCA truck to go road race. And I, yeah. I just enjoy, I just enjoy road racing. It's, yeah. it's different. It's I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not as good at it as I am at ovals, mm-hmm. but you're in still, a league, you're of still oval, good. In, in a league of oval guys, yeah. anyone that has road course experience, it, even, even if you're not great, like it's automatic top tens almost. Well, I'll tell you right now, I already know. I don't even know who's going to win Xfinity role. Well, this man right here to your, he's on my screen. He's to your left. Uh, I guess. Yes. Uh, yes. So uh, Alex <laughs> yeah, Penn, uh, he's going to be the guy to beat next week. I don't want to hear nothing from you, Radburn. You ran like a, a one twenty five or something. So we don't even want to hear from you right now. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm just teasing, bud. Uh, no, I was, I was going to talk good on Healy, but now I won't say nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I didn't, I didn't say anything bad. That's Jason's fault. I yeah, like it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, people rarely yeah, compliment. I, I was going to, I was going to bring up old news with a uh, Coda when I, I drove down in the mm-hmm. trucks mm-hmm. and, um, me and uh, Healy, he he started. I think he started like a position or two behind me. I had, I had we to start were, in the back. <laughs> yep, and then he got he got damaged early too. And, he he ran in the back of somebody on yep, the first corner. Yep he he got hurt because he was too fast and ran right <laughs> into somebody. But uh, no no kidding though. Um, I had a good I, finish. Still uh with me trying to figure the trucks out at Coda, which Coda is one of the, one of the tracks that I really, I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. I really prepared to win that race every season. And I hate that I didn't get to this season. Mm-hmm. I really wanted it because there was some, uh, some guy named Smith that just happened to be an alien last season that robbed it from me. <laughs> yeah. Me too. And, me uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Healy, Healy too. So he he tried to sweep the sweep us. Yeah, he couldn't pull it off. But not to take anything away from him, dude's an alien. But yeah, Aaron Smith. Yeah. Uh, me and, he, me and Healy, we uh we raced uh for a while there at Coda earlier in the season, and dude had speed. Uh, I, whenever I passed him later in the race, I, I hated to see him go like that because I was trying to chase him. And, <laughs> you know, but now nah, Healy, I got Healy on the, I got Healy on the road courses. We'll get My that man. later. We'll so, get that later. But, I, I'm just uh, yeah, glad there's somebody else that likes Coda. Yeah. So Alex, Alex Huffman, if you're listening, we got two right here. Mean Shutters. We like Coda. Suck it, even though it's not on the yep. the schedule okay. next season. Great. It, it'll be back. Okay. Don't worry, we'll put it back. It'll be back. It just has to. It just had to be. Had to take a break. So, um, Alex Penn, let's let's hear from you about this Dover race, man. What did, what was your uh, experience? How did you feel? Oh, I'm sorry, we're talking about the truck still. 
Um, yeah. We- I- <laughs> you were you were there though. You were spotting, were you not? For the trucks? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So go ahead yep. and get, let, let us hear from your point of view as a spotter. Uh, what did you think about the trucks at Dover? I uh, it looked like a lot of fun um, with the with the way they seemed to be handling around that track. It, it just looked like a uh, a blast to be racing. It was a little upsetting that we've now gone from seemingly two trucks to to one on Cornerstone, but. Um, I think we're out of the points anyway, so mm-hmm. I don't think it will really make much of a difference. Right. Um, but look like a yeah, like I said, it looked like a pretty fun race to be a part of. So it's uh, before the race, which um, me and Duranco, which unfortunately ended up getting together, not either of our faults necessarily, but for me personally, Dover is probably one of the three or four most fun ovals that there is. I love driving it. I hate getting wrecked at it. And it feels like it happens a lot just because I I just call it big Bristol because everything happens so fast and it's big banking. It's high speeds all the time. You, you can't take a lap off. You, I I don't even have time to like, look at my black box, look at my relatives. I, if you take your eyes off the track, you you're screwed, which is awesome, but also really uh, exhausting at the same time. Uh, agreed. I do want to give a, a shout out to Brian Terry. He fought up his win last week at Dago with a P6 and the trucks at Dover this week. Um, there, he was the last guy on the lead lap in the trucks because we, we had so many incidents there. Um, well, actually, we didn't have that many cautions. We only had three total cautions, one of them being the yeah. stage. But um, it, it just, there was so much separation between the top six guys and you had bracket who was a lap down there finished seventh um kaiser pulled out the win like we said colbert was p2 barrett morton was p3 lucas Lyons gets p4 so that with jc motorsports one two three four that's incredible those guys have brought uh their a game this season and uh to the truck series jc motorsports uh, i'm glad that they were able to come over and race with us i'm glad we have them uh hopefully they'll stick around for many many seasons to come hopefully they're enjoying the league and the experience um, so you had Wes Wigan was P five. Wes had a freaking amazing season. The dude, uh, finished what P two and overall points this season, something like that, or P three. I don't know. Somewhere like that. He he's, he's had a really good season. Wes has been kicking ass and you can he's see, super consistent. you can see his progression. I would like, I would honestly like to see Wes win the championship. I, I mean, just, just because he's been here, he's an OG been with me from the beginning uh, you know, we've butted heads a couple times, but it's because we're so much alike. We're so similar. I like the guy he, a lot. He's, he's a good a, he's driver. A, he's a good shit man. Uh, yeah. This my first season with Flex, and uh, it started with me and Dan talking some, and and obviously with Bobby and Wes. Wes and Alan have been just awesome. Um, me, me and Wes had a, a altercation at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did the thing that I advised people to do. I went and I, I did something bad to him at Martinsville and I went there and just said, Hey man, it's, go ahead, cuss me out. And he's like, well, hell, I don't even feel like it now. Um, but as far as, as Wes goes, um, he's just ultra consistent. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not the best guy at any single track, but he he has top five potential 
everywhere race. he goes, Every whether race. it's a su- super speedway, road course, dirt, whatever. Yep. Um, he, he can be in the mix. And if you're in the mix long enough, you'll, the wins will come. May, maybe they do or don't this season. He might even not need one this season. So if, if that's, if that's a championship pick, I'm not, I know that's not what you said, but that is, uh, that, that would, I would be like a strong to see one. him. I would like to see him. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that he's going to get it done, but I, I mean, I, I would like to see him get one because he's been here with me for as long as he has. And, you know, he, he deserves one at this point. I feel like he's, he's held, a, uh, held in there. All those guys, Worthington, Bobby, uh, Wes, Allen, yourself. I mean, all you guys are, uh, phenomenal people to have, you know, um, Ron Morris, Ed Osborne, Brian Terry, um, Trying to think of who else, uh, Cody Verrill, Travis Twitty, like you guys that have been here season after season after season, Sean Kostritz, you know. I want to see, I just want to listen to the Twitty post-race interview after his his first win. It's coming. It's coming. I'm dying for the Twitty Twitty post-race. I want to get Twitty back on here as well on the podcast. Dying for it. He's been so close, man. It'll be tremendous. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I want to. I want to see it Dude, happen. I'm dying for it. I'm dying um, for the 20 post race. <laughs> but just to follow up, what I was going with uh, top ten, I uh, stopped at Wes. Uh, Brian Terry was P6. David Brackett was P7. Taylor Peacock was P8. Dan Worthington was P9. And Tyler Evans round out your P, uh, top ten for the trucks at Dover. Uh, moving on over to the Xfinity series, we've still got a lot to cover, and we're uh, not even close to being done yet. So. <laughs> We've got a lot this this one, guys. It's gonna be a long episode. Um, so this guy that uh, I, it seems like he ain't done shit all season comes up and pulls off the win uh, for Xfinity at Dover. Some dude named Radburn Shutters. Uh, I think I picked him. I think Did I he, pick him. No, we didn't do a pick no. last week. We didn't do picks. We we skipped last week. We that's why we're doing back to back weeks. Okay. Well, I picked I picked him in my heart of hearts. Then we we no, did. Needs, yeah, we picked that, Talladega pick. last when we did yeah. our last one. We picked You're Talladega. Right. We didn't pick for this race, but you know, you you try to steal that one. I get you. It's okay. I would have picked Radburn too because I had him picked. That was my guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If you're going to yeah. take it, I'm going to take it too, bitch. You can't take it. I already took it. It's already been taken. You're out. <laughs> so, Radburn, how does it feel, man? You got that monkey off your back. You got your first win. And, you know, obviously we're going to hear from from Alex and John as well. But I want to hear from the man himself. This is your first win of the season. You struggled all season long. P2 after P2 after P2. How does it feel to finally get that monkey off your back? We've talked about it on here many, many times, and we've picked you to win, and you you come so, so close. So how does it feel? Honestly, you want me to really disappoint you? I was more excited over the stage win. Really? Because me, me and whoever it was racing there, uh, I knew I was on older titers. I think it was a 55. I don't remember who it was. 55. Uh, yeah, it was. Had, it was had, 55. They had they had fresher tires than I did, and I was stretching it hard for that stage win because I knew I needed the points, and I knew it was going to be tight whenever I pulled in close. Yep. And man, the very last set of corners, I I got side by side with them in the apex of three and four. Yeah. And that was a hell of a uh, race. I, I guess I just pressured him up into the wall because I never got close to him. But dude, I got way hot 
after uh, after knowing that he'd gotten the wall and I'd cleared him, I was high. You and ask you and ask Alex Penn. I was in the chat like I was like, let's go! Like I just won. <laughs> I was I was over the moon after that stage win, making it that close. And, well, uh, Kyle Mays was the guy. Like I said, he was the fifty-five. He was the guy that got out there and the broadcast. Alex Robinson of all people on the broadcast was going. Well, this is Kyle. Kyle Mays is going to win this stage. This is his stage. All, yeah, all the like, while, here comes Radburn, and he's like getting inside of him. And now it's just like, well, the Rad. I guess it's Radburn wins now. I'm like, how are you not going to get more hopped about the stage, bro? Like, come on, bro, you got to hop it up, man. Alex, dude, shame on you. I was like, I was like, dude, my 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 BPM was like at uh, unsafe level at that point. <laughs> like, once I got inside of him, I was like, we're going to get this. We got to yeah. get this. At least, at least make it a photo finish. So to the stage, like so that's what I was wanting. We had a good race uh, overall. We had six total cautions um, in the Xfinity. Um, they most of them came towards the end. We had pretty solid race up until the stage. Um, Alex Penn, you were in that race. What do you remember? Uh, I it was another fun race. Um, I I was doing pretty well. I was saving my tires weirdly well because i'm not usually good at that so that that was nice to see i was really bringing it in especially towards the end of the stage uh i was starting to gain a bunch of ground um was lined up for a pretty good finish and then i think on the the last wreck i had just barely gotten tagged um and it completely destroyed my right front suspension mm -hmm. gave me a beep also i had to bring it down pit road and wasn't able to finish the race sadly that's unfortunate. Schwartz, do you, uh, did you catch any of the Dover Xfinity race? Yeah, I tuned in at just the best time when I'm not, if I'm not sure the, uh, was it Kostritza that got pushed into the wall at a turn two or something and then collected the field or something? That so, was a highlight that I saw. <laughs> so let me, let me discuss that. That, that I was going to bring that up and I'm glad you did. So what happened was Kostritza got loose in one, got loose. You could tell he was he, he, it was his race to lose. It, he had fresher tires in Radburn. It was his hundred percent, his race to lose. He got loose going into one and that allowed Radburn to get under him. He came down and pinched Radburn really, really hard coming off the corner. I mean, they, he was right down on that bottom lane. And so when they come off the corner, uh, there's, there's really nothing else to say about it. He was just pinching so much that when Radburn's car started coming up off the corner, he was down in Radburn's lane uh, it was ultimately a racing deal. I, I, you know, I can't put fault on Radburn for, uh, what happened because he was, he maintained his line. He did not come up until it was time to come off the corner and he was still in the lane that you would take to come off the corner while Kostritza was just right down top of him. So yeah, he ended up getting into the outside wall, uh, and collecting everybody behind him. And, uh, that was kind of all she wrote at that point. We knew Radburn was, uh, locked in to win. I got I got sidetracked in my interview because I that's the first thing that I did, man. I was I was so worried that I'd done something wrong to him and I I mean in the middle of my interview I'm like, yeah, I'm scrolling back to look at this fucking wreck. Mm. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> 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 I'm usually the first one. No, I got it. Let's go, baby. No, uh, I, I scrolled back to look at the wreck in the middle of my interview because I was so worried about it. I looked at it from my cockpit, from his cockpit, 
I looked at it from first person, third person. I looked at it from the blimp. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, I was so worried that I had done something, something that, you know, I, I, like I said, man, my, my incident count, I know I've gotten what wrecks I have got in have ended my race. That's kept my incident count low, but also, you had a zero X. So even after that incident, you had a zero X. That's how, so that, that proves my point. I, I told him that it didn't feel like we'd done nothing hardly. Like I hit him, I guess I rolled up into him and, but he was pinching so hard that there was nowhere for you to go. That's the point. Like he, he he had a tire and he, like his tire hopped to me. He tire hopped. Like whenever, whenever you were coming off the corner and he was still there and he kept, and he just like, he was still turning down. Like you could see in the, like he just wasn't given any room and you have to give, you have to give the guy on the bottom room, uh, you know, turn either, to it over is a bear anyway. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. And I made but, sure that I got the call, right? I, I called somebody else in to look at it. Uh, cause Cody and I were already kind of on the, like saying it's a racing deal. You know, it's not Radburn's fault at this point because, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't wrong. So I called John Kinder up and I said, Hey, look at this with me. And he said, man, uh, Radburn didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't move. He's holds his line the entire time. Um, you, the 46 was pinching the whole time after he got loose, he was trying to save what he could. Um, you know, he's like, you can't drive guys like that. That's, you know, you got to show respect to these guys and give room. And he just wasn't given any room. So nothing uh, against Chris, I love Sean Kostritza. He's a great guy. I just, man. I just don't believe that it was your fault. Uh, I wish that it hadn't ended like that. I wish I that hate it. I- I no. hated that it ended like that, man. Because he was the guy to beat at the time, man. Hundred percent, he I had the best tires. It, I did, and that like, man, that's not how I wanted to get my first win. Because you know, I I won a few races last season, and I think all but one of them was pretty much undisputed. Whenever I crossed the line, and mm-hmm. I felt like this one, uh, you know, dude, it. I, that's not how I wanted to. I didn't want to jump the restart on the final line and end up 30 car lengths ahead of the last guy because of everybody wrecking behind me, dude. Like, there's no there's no pride to be having that. No. But I will say the first win was sweet. Yeah. I've been dying. I've been absolutely dying to check that off the list, get the monkey off my back. Um. I hate that it had to go that way. I would have much rather us just been fighting to the line or him, honestly, him just pull away because pressure tires are pressure tires. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, though. The guy on, to beat. That, go ahead. Sorry. On, on that note, uh, we're going to go with more dirty dancing because. <laughs> We've made it to the next round, baby. Let's go with a little bit more dirty dancing. I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. If you're not tuning in, he just showed a, uh, uh, was the album? Was that the dirty dancing album? That's the oh, vinyl. Yeah, dude. This, is the, the vinyl. this is the more dirty dancing. This ain't even just dirty dancing. This is the more dirty dancing. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That's the more. So, yes, yeah, so for you guys that are listening, ooh, he's baby. showing the uh, the cover right now. So that's that's awesome. That's way to go, Radbird. That's what we need, that, baby. That was a good one. I, that was perfect. Um, so uh, I will say that I had that in my back pocket. For <laughs> I like it. I will say though that the guy that I felt the guy to beat 
was Tony Iverson. Tony Iverson had something figured out. He's on the cusp of getting his first win in in bluegrass history, too. He's not had a win yet. And and he's on the cusp right now of getting that win, his very first win. Um, He had a good run at Talladega. All right. And he had a pit stop uh, mishap where he got a a black flag for speeding after Quiddy was pushing him to the lead forever and ever and ever at Talladega last week in Xfinity. Um, And he's, I'm telling you, the dude is on the cusp uh, of winning winning his first uh, race. Now, Hackney was the guy to beat prior to um, Tony at the, you know, seemed like he had the speed, the short run speed. He led 74 laps, but ultimately um, ended up getting passed because it was such a long green flag run. Tony got the lead and, you know, led several laps and uh, he ended up making another mistake. Something happened uh, with him in 55. He, he, um, he didn't have the fuel strategy quite figured out. He probably should have saved fuel on that last stint early and probably might've been able to save and stretch it like Brandon Robertson did um, last night, but he was, he didn't, he wasn't able to do it and he had to come in and pit. So when he came in and pit, he got tires there and fuel took back off, trying to get his lap back, ended up getting into the back of the 55. I know he said during his interview that he felt like, um, there was a lane there and there wasn't, there was no lane. Like you could, I don't, I don't know how he felt like there was a lane there. Kyle was all the way on the bottom and Tony just drove right into him. Well, that's what brought out one of the first cautions towards the end of the race. Um, unfortunately, and that puts Tony toward to the back. So Tony ended up finishing P2, but he finished P2 due to the, uh, other cautions that happened. He was able to get back up towards the front, but yeah, he drove right into the back of the 55 and um, I wasn't sure, you know, why why he drove right into the back 55. Like I said, he, during his interview, he said he uh, thought he had a lane down there, but he clearly didn't. And then, you know, again, Brian Terry pulling out a P3. He's on a hot streak right now. You know, I'm, I've got to say congratulations to Brian. Win at Talladega, uh, P6 in trucks at Dover. Turns around and pulls out a P3 at Dover in Xfinity. You know, He's the vibing. Dude, He's dude, vibing. The dude is hot right he now. He's vibing. Right now. He, he he loves it. And uh, the ice, man. yeah, I mean he's he's loving it. So uh Adam Lancaster pulled out the P four, Justin Ray P five, Greg Carr P six, Kyle Mays P seven, Todd Mays P eight. Todd was looking good the other night too. I think Todd had the fuel strategy. Um he was surprisingly fast. Matt Greenier was P nine, Alexander Carr P ten. So uh an honorable mention, Alex Penn was P eleven. So Congrats hey. to all those guys, yeah. and uh, uh, I will I will give Tony Iverson credit. There was no catching him, absolutely no catching him uh, before he ran into that uh, incident. I was following him all I could before that incident, and if it would have stayed green, there's no doubt in my mind that was his race to lose. And you know it should. And Sean, dude, Sean had. Uh, he had everything going for him there at the end. And Tony, dude, Tony, I, I spent most of my race behind Hackney and Iverson. I feel Iverson like really that's, 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 that's what I felt like at least. And Hackney kind of, I think he burnt his tires off a little early. He did. Um, leading the race, leading the race is hard to gauge how hard to go. Yeah. That's one of the hardest things to learn is how to. That's something I had to learn. Yep. 
I, 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 I still hate to lead a race because I don't know how hard to go. I go off of everybody in my mirror. And even then you can still be too hot on entry or too hot on yeah. exit. And you, you, you just got to really don't. pace yourself. You gotta, you gotta set a pace and you gotta say, okay, this is what I'm going to run. Uh, you know, if I get out to a, let's say a second lead, that's when you stop pushing the car as hard as you, hard as you've been pushing it. And then you kind of let those yeah. tires cool back down. And, you know, when they get under a second, you know, maybe you pick the pace back up a little bit. You you really, it's something that I had to learn myself as well. Cause I'd get out and I'd burn my shit up in the trucks. But once I got, you know, to Xfinity and everything, like I just paced, man. Something I, like I said, you got to learn. Everybody's got to learn how to do it. You got to learn how to lead. It's tough. It's tough. I think Hackney, Hackney had the car to beat early on for sure. For a minute, he, yeah. He had, and then, pace, yeah. he had the pace to beat. Short run pace Iverson, for sure. Iverson, once he, once he got ahead of me, I know he there was no chance of me winning. Yeah, if he would if it would have stayed green, dude, that was Tony had it going on, man. Ely, what were that. you going to say? I, um, at just as far as saving tires, um, it's something that I'm still learning. But Dover is may, maybe the hardest track to do that at because it's so fast paced, and mm-hmm. if you really commit yourself to saving tires. Um, You're going to start bleeding positions, which is something for me that's really hard to do is let guys just go and assume that I'm going to come back to them later. Um, There, there are guys that are obviously really good at it, but um, what speaking to what Radburn was saying, he's trying to save tires there. And if you're still learning it, like Dover is a place where sometimes I just commit to, I'm just going to burn this, the son of a bitch down and yeah. we'll, we'll go get new tires and we'll, we'll go do it again. Cause it's, it's so hard to save there, which we'll, we'll get into to, to cup here in a second. But I know even inside of my, my cup team, I am the least experienced of those guys. And <laughs> at the end of that first stage, all of our front, right, uh, tire wear. I mean, it was the lowest numbers I've ever heard any of those guys ever say in any race we've ever been in. Yeah, <laughs> I think three or four people blew a tire before the stage. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I want to cover the points in Xfinity real quick. I just want to talk about this yeah, for yeah. a second. These things, the points in Xfinity are so freaking tight. It's ridiculous. Like, I mean, it is truly ridiculous how tight these points are. So, James Silvers, 2578. Radburn Shutters, 2577. Adam Lancaster, 2568. Keith Hackney, 2567. Then you go Kyle Mays, 2562. Todd Mays, 2548. And then so from Todd Mays all the way back to Scott Fritz, it, seven points separates the top six drivers. So, 2548 for uh, Mays. Kostritza, 2547. Alex Penn, 2547. Dustin Ray, 2546. Michael Robinson, 2546. Blake Kinsley, 2544. Scott Fritz, 2541. That is insane. That's some tight. It doesn't make sense not to race smart with the points being that tight. Why? I I just have to say this. I have to chastise some of these guys for a second. I got to get on their asses and just chew it just a minute. All right, and then I'll and I'll switch it up. But you Jason guys, wants to chew some guys' butts. That's what you, I heard. Yes, I'm I'm chewing some That's ass right now. Shit, man. Oh, they, <laughs> they have no reason 
to race so freaking hard that they're taking each other out early in a race because the points are so tight. You should be racing smart the entire time because points are so tight. You don't want to get, why would you want to give up points, you know, and give up a good finish? You, you don't. So race smart because those points are so tight right now, guys, you want to make sure that you do that. You don't want to race over your heads or race aggressive. You, I mean, it's anybody's, anybody's ball game next week at, at the Roval. The points are so tight. I mean, literally seven freaking points from sixth place to 12th place. You know, the cutoff guy, Alex Penn, he's our, he's our, uh, our last cutoff with 2547. So glad we're going to a road course. About uh, you, Alex. About you. Six points from Fritz to Alex. So, those guys better race smart next week. That's all I got to tell them. Better race smart. Now, speaking of uh, next week, before we get to uh, Dover, talking about the Cup Series and switching over from Radbird's win and Brian's podium and his nice streak, I just want to, and talking about all the drama in the Cup Series, I just want to talk about Alex's background here. He has a pretty sweet background. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Dover, I, if I see that correctly, I think you have like a helicopter view of like, is that Watkins Glen behind you? And then is that Dover below it? Or... Uh, is Homestead below it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, since I love those uh, huge shots. So, just yeah, want to commend the awesome. nice backgrounds. Thank you. All right. So, that's going to give us a segue for just a moment. And we'll be right back with Cup at Dover. All right. Coming back to you guys. Uh, last race we have to cover before we go completely off the rails. But we are Cup Series at Dover. Um, I was a part of it. Um, Schwartz 95 down there was a big part of it. I know me and him got the race together at least for a little while. Um, I can't remember what happened to him in particular, but I'm sure he will give you more details than, than I will. Um, overall, it was a, a fairly clean race. We did have three cautions, three, three, three cautions, one of them being the stage, but the cautions did lead to some, post race and after the fact drama we'll we'll get to that when when the time is right um yep. but as far as the race went it was as the as the flags tell you it was a, a super clean race we had a lot of varying strategies um one of them being my my teammate in particular um which was super impressive i did not none of us knew that that was coming i'm talking about brandon robertson in the three um but outside of that, um, just super fun racing with these guys. I know that typically when I talk about the Cup Series, um, I, I right now as a driver, I'm not as competitive in Cup as I am trucks. Still learning the car and and learning these drivers how to race with these guys and stuff like that. Before um, last me, night per- says you're pretty competitive in my opinion, but for for me personally, um, outside of the wins I've had in the Truck Series. This was the proudest I've ever been after a race. Um, the The cards didn't yeah. fall exactly exactly how I wanted them to, as far as pit strategy. Um, but I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Basically, from the start to the end, I split every stage in half, give or take a couple laps, and just tried to do it on pace and hoping guys would make mistakes. And, mm. and there was a little bit of both. I was by, by no means the, the fastest guy out there. Um, but there were also, I think some guys that were trying to get a little 
too creative mm-hmm. on pit strategy, hoping yellows would save them at points in time and, and stuff like that. But ultimately, right. um, I got to run door to door with tons of talented guys. I mean, I, I raced with Atkins for a while. I raced with GT for a while. I raced with Scott Fritz and Alex Huffman a lot. Mm-hmm. And I um, I made it hard on Fritz. He, he was probably frustrated with me a couple times i was uh backing him up on entries a little bit that's kind of been one of my little secrets since my uh, truck win at watkins Glen. i I played that card on peyton uh quite a bit there uh castritza uh i ran with him uh, a ton it felt like i was next to him constantly um i i felt like i just got like the full menu of cup drivers and i got a little taste of of how each guy likes to drive at a a really rhythm based track and whether a guy was a, a lap down or 10 laps down lead lap lap ahead of me at the time or whatever everybody's racing hard at all times because uh, when a caution comes out there, it can be a a, a multiple lap swing depending yeah. on where you are in the field. And uh, like I said earlier in the trucks, um, in, in the truck race, I was fast and I felt like I was unlucky. I was hoping in this race I would be slow and lucky. Um, luckily, I had, you know, I, I thought pretty good competitive. Pace competitive pace and it was enough and fortunately i i didn't make any mistakes i was pretty i was conservative with the strategy i was conservative getting onto and off of pit road and there were especially in that first stage uh when we had the well not everybody but most of us ran 80 laps on one set of tires and buddy was that a challenge um just uh, a lot of it was keeping the fronts and rears balanced between drive off and and entering hot i i felt that i at least by my standards i did a a pretty okay job of that because typically i'm one of the guys that will kind of rise in the front half and fall back in the second half and it was kind of flip-flopped um Mm -hmm. at dover because it is a place that's very hard to save tires, and maybe my slightly slower pace uh, helped out with that. But ultimately, one of one of the most fun races I've had in bluegrass. Um, even if if I didn't have a great finish, I got to race with a lot of really talented guys that ran me very clean the whole time. It's a track where you have to constantly be on top of your game and and Mm -hmm. everybody that i came across outside of one guy um was on it all night (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh schwartz what do you what was your intake or input on that race how do you feel about it man yeah just going off of uh well, excited to say, I mean, he was saying he got to figure out all, like, he got to experience the menu of all the drivers. I feel like going off of that, we should have a new sponsor for this race because everyone was getting meatballs, so we should just get meatball subs. <laughs> we should call it the Subway Race or something. Now, like, now be a good, uh, good sponsor for it next season or something. They'll definitely, uh, that'll be a nice uh transition but yeah unfortunately i was one of the few that couldn't make it those 80 laps i had to pit for a meatball lap 72 so just a few laps short there so i was unfortunate went a few laps down uh but yeah i think i started yeah starting 11th i had a pretty bad qualifying and in the first 10 laps i think i moved up to seventh or sixth and in any other race i'd be like man what a great start 
I freaking I'm so dis- <laughs> I'm so disappointed that I gained that many spots because I was just pushing so hard and it killed my tires through those 80 laps. So mm. um, if, if I was just a little smoother, didn't go through the field that quickly, I feel like that would have helped me for the long run. But uh, yeah, first of all, I just have to give a shout out to Brandon, not just for the fuel, but for, for his tire <laughs> and fuel strategy, because I was I was so split on whether to take tires or not, because it was just not only uh where the tires there was a lot of fall off but you only had a few sets and so i was really trying to figure out how to get that balance if we didn't have that caution like right after the stage that would have really uh flipped things over for everyone i think so yeah uh yeah great job to, for brandon for the stage but um there was also one incident i think it was right with hackney as he uh, caught alex and it was literally the lap that I pitted. I had 0.9 laps of fuel, and I was like, I could go around one more time, but I didn't want to risk it. And if mm-hmm. I st- stayed around, it would have stayed in the lead lap. So, man, just getting really unfortunate with the pit pit stops, but obviously you can never predict these cautions. But right. over, overall, the, just the racing, I felt like so many lanes started to work, especially when the tires started to fall off, really being able to run up higher. I felt like the yes. lower that I went, it was like I... I ended up sliding the rears a lot on exit because I was exiting too low on both sides, just not wanting to get mm-hmm. to the wall. And so it's <laughs> it's one of those tracks where it's like the more that you risk getting close to the wall on exit, I feel like that almost saved your tires. So it mm. was this really weird thing. It was like the you had to be risky to have a more stable car. So uh, yeah, definitely a really technical track just in terms of uh, managing those tires in some way. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I recovered. Really don't. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think somehow got a top 10 in the end. So you were talking about this a little bit last yeah. night. You were talking He's about hot. the strategy. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the strategy where we, I kind of like, you know, obviously I put everybody in a box. You, I make you choose between the stage or taking tires and winning the stage or keeping uh, an extra set so you can make potentially win the race. You know, talk about that a little bit and how, you know, like kind of what you're telling me last night about it, how you feel about it yeah i mean i normally enjoy like a good balance of tires just that way people have the choice to be more aggressive in the stage so i mean brandon for example he split the stage by taking tires in the middle and then had fresher tires and was able to basically have a lot more pace to be able to go for the stage however by that time if he took tires at the stage he only would have had one set left for the race and so it's like if you're not having any more cautions you know you're going to struggle uh through that long run and so i'm one thing that I was considering was, is like, I recognize how much, how important tires are, but let's say he pits at lap 50 and then there's a caution lap 60. And so it's like, in that case, then everyone else is probably going to pit, take those tires and they're going to beat him for the stage win. And so it's not even just about thinking, uh, what, how big of an advantage are tires, but what's the opportunity to take those tires if you, if something changes. And so, uh, I felt like we had so little wiggle room for those what if scenarios in terms mm-hmm. of taking tires. And so that that really put us in the box, which wasn't a bad thing per se, but it was just uh, something that uh, I, I felt like a lot of times you have to deal with green flag running and people on fresh tires going through the field with old tires. Here it was like there was never the time that a guy with fresh tires is going to be going through the field. It was always, oh, it's going to be a guy with old tires versus even older tires Mm -hmm. and so that was uh just a different style of racing but i still i need to look back at the replay how the heck brandon tried to stretch that fuel out because i think i took seven gallons at the end and was like 10 laps to the good and yet Mm -hmm. he somehow stretched it out (laughs) almost 60 laps almost 60 laps it was insane 
I don't know if he's Brian clutching is... it. Even if he was yeah. clutching, oh, he that's was. still impressive. He was clutching, 100%. I, I went and checked. And... Uh, Brandon's, Brandon's a devil whenever it comes to uh, stretching some field runs or playing some very strategic. You know all about it from last season. Oh, absolutely. I know all about it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he won the he, championship last Brandon, season, Xfinity. Yeah, and congratulations to him. I don't think I ever got to say that to him. But, yeah, uh, Brandon will play some wild, wild stuff on you. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like every race he had he had a plan. He had yeah. a different plan. He always else. has a plan. And, always. And and it all more more often than not he was going to beat you on the field no matter what yeah. tires tires he might be 50 50 with you mm-hmm. but he's fast enough to make up for that yeah he that's the thing and, he can do the long run stuff or the short run speed he's got both yep and Absolutely. here's he he showed it he showed it big time at a uh, at phoenix last season yeah, and which I didn't even get to, I didn't get to race, but I watched. Yeah, unfortunately. And he, uh, eh, eh. but uh, he, uh, <laughs> he done his thing, dude. He done his thing. That's his game. That yeah. he does it so well. It's it's like this dude's freaking Einstein. He's hella smart. He's very smart. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's here's the thing about the call that he made. Um, I might be screwing up the person who messed it up for him, who he's uh, basing his pace off of. I'm pretty sure it was Adkins. I could be wrong, but basically he was trying to stay like a decent gap ahead of him. Mm-hmm. And when Adkins, either when he got close or when he got by him, Brandon said that he pushed for a few laps. If he had not done that, um, I I think he would have pulled it off. Yeah, because I, I I think that was just enough off of his window to uh, to keep him from finishing. If he hadn't done that, I I really think he would have pulled it off. Well, and like you guys, it was just as much of a surprise to me because he 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 had that in his back pocket. He he's my teammate in Cup Series and at Dover. It's it's not a big team track necessarily so if you have your own strategy um by all means and that's like you said radburn that's his mo is he figures out the fuel strategy and he'll he'll be there at the end and i think that if he had not got rushed he would have pulled off the an amazing victory and i well, I, I was rooting for him the whole yeah. time <laughs> pt started dude, catching him dude, in there at the a, end yeah as dude, that's dude, what pushed him that I, it, it would have been GT nervous. I, I got He's so nervous at the GT screw chief after I guaranteed him, hey, this guy's going to run out of fuel. Then lap <laughs> 198 comes by. Then 199 comes by. And he's still not coming down pit road. I'm, and the gap is kind of staying the same. So GT is not gaining anything else. And it, I just got so nervous. Like I could barely even watch the end of that race until I heard <laughs> Robertson come on the radio and say, I'm out of fuel. Out of fuel, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, Brandon's got a uh, he's got a wrinkly brain, dude. The rest of us have a we're smooth brain, brain. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we we go we go fast and we figure out gas later. He's the the wrinkles make space for brain. for fuel and tires and speed. We people like us, we don't have that. 
So this was a pretty spicy race. Uh, even, you know, during the race, we had a controversy let's, between. Hold let's on. get to the drama. We had a controversy between Blake Hensley and Sean Castrizzo. So early on in the race, Sean passes Blake really clean, like didn't touch him, got around him perfectly fine. Okay. When he gets around him, Blake then gets a run. Um, he worked several laps to get around him, but he finally gets around him. Blake gets a run and gets right up into the back of him. Jacks his ass end up off the ground. Hackestritz all out of sorts on the backstretch, had him up in the wall and everything. Um, gets back around Castritza and Castritza is riding, right? So we're coming to the stage. It's literally uh, time to close the pits. Like I'm about to hit the close pit button, two to go on the stage, lap 79. Castritza is on the front stretch and his car just comes off the wall and hits Hensley in the right rear and Hensley just goes spinning up the track and just, you know, total chaos um, after that. So going back and looking at it, I was like, man, that looks so freaking intentional when I first looked at it. And I was like, but that's not, that's not Sean's style. You know, I don't, I don't think Sean would do that. So I went in and I looked and I was looking at the wheel and the wheel was going like this, like left, right, you know, center, center, right, center, right, center, right. He was fighting that car the whole time. So I went and looked, I was seeing he had a meatball. So I was like, put two and two together. I assumed that he got a, had a tire go down because he was so close to the stage. And I know like Fritz was on 1%. Somebody else said they were on 1%. One? Uh, 1%. Fritz, Fritz sent me a picture at the stage. He was on 1% <laughs> at the stage. James was on 1% as well. I, yeah, I, I thought I was, I thought I was bad. Well, I was that, at crazy. One, I was at yeah, 50. 1%. One percent. It was the inside. It was like one percent, and then the others were like kind of higher. The percentages were higher, but it was one percent on that inside. And I, I'm assuming that's probably what happened to Sean. Is he had a tire go down because the way he was fighting that car? I mean, he was just you know right, 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 center, right, trying to keep it from getting down there. And ultimately, Blake, you know, he thought that he did it intentionally and wanted to talk to me. And I told him after the race we discuss it. And we did discuss it, and I told him. I said, man, I I just don't I don't believe that that was intentional. I'm sorry. I said I looked at it and I said he had a meatball at the time, so that leads me to believe that he had a tire go down because of the long 80 lap stint to the stage. So you know, ultimately Blake took that and he's like, yeah, I I didn't know about the meatball, and I was like, yeah. So you know, I understand why you're why you thought it was what it was, and I looked at it and I'm you know, I just made sure that it was the right call. Um, but you know. The other thing that we were that we have going on, you know, obviously, um, Keith had an incident where he got up behind Huffman, all right, and when he got off, when he got right behind Huffman, um, at first I thought Huffman hit the brakes and made him get into him, but he didn't. He didn't. He, he that's not what happened. He got up behind Huffman. It took the air off the nose. Which made uh, the the car lose front downforce and put all the wheel spin into the back. And you could just see the car come around and Keith had it saved and, you know, he got it straightened back out. And then when he got straightened back out, he went to gas back up or something, I guess the rears hadn't gripped again. And at that point it started pushing up to the right. Well, here comes James Silver's flying in there and just KOs the right side of Keith, which starts spinning him around. And then Mills comes flying in and it's like, you guys, all right, this is going to be a little bit controversial. I know they're, they're probably going to get mad and that's fine. I don't care. You guys have got to learn to drive beyond the nose of your car. You saw this guy wrecking for over 
uh, uh, two corners back. You know, you're back in coming out of two. The whole freaking front stretch. You see the guy wrecking. He's out of control. Why are you not slowing down ahead of time? First of all, you should have been slowing down because, and it's a and it's a self cleaning track, so you know he's going to come back down. Okay, after he after he gets done spinning, he's going to come back down, and you try to dive. Like you had a whole upper part of the track, you could have went around to the outside. If you'd have slowed down, you could have got turned and went to the right and got around. But it's just like why? Like just use your head, drive beyond the nose of your car. Like and and I'm not saying t- trying to take anything away from Keith because he is responsible for what he you know for getting loose. I mean, it was his his doing. But at the same time, you've got to drive beyond the nose of your car. You've got to see what's going on in front of you. You know, I know. Um, Mills went into post-race fights during the race and said some things to Keith and said, fuck you to Keith and all this. That's two. That's you know, two. The thing is, while, yeah, I understand you're, you should have waited. You should have waited until after the race to say, you shouldn't have went, you were mad. You're pissed yeah. off. You didn't, you hadn't watched the replay. You've admitted you haven't watched the replay. You don't know what was going on. You know, what you best, did was you best, just, best case. Best case, man, no matter what it is, usually, dude. And it's a racing deal, either way. Yes. I like to wait. I like to try and wait until the next day to even ever attempt to talk to somebody that might have, even might have been involved with something that I had a hold of. Yeah. And that's best case scenario. Wait. Do, because first, first reaction, I'm wanting to fucking kill somebody. That's number two. Three. That's three. Man, you got three. two in before I got one in. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, I'll never I'll, I'll never be back again. <laughs> so so here's something uh, another point, another thing I wanted to talk about. A, a lot of these guys, so they've been giving Keith a lot of crap about alt F4ing, right? Because when he gets into an accident, he'll alt F4 and leave the race. Well, ultimately that has hurt him a little bit because some of the, and, and I'm not trying to take anything away from these guys because they're doing what they got to do to make it to the next round. But these guys that get, do get wrecked out early, they'll sit there and they'll turn lap after lap after lap to try to gain one point, two points, three points, four, whatever, however, whatever they got to gain. They've done it all season long. It's not necessarily that they're, they're the fastest guys, not even that they're top 10 fast. It's, you know, they're maybe top 15 fast, but what they're doing is they're pointing their way in because they're not quitting. They're not giving up, but he, and he's not that type of guy. He doesn't, he's out there to win. He doesn't want to run around and get points. And I, and I can totally respect that. That's his decision. Um, this is kind of what I was going back to the whole Mikey Neil situation. I told Mikey, man, you got to stop quitting and, and just get points because that's the reason that you got beat out of the first round is because you quit and you didn't continue to gain points. And had you continued to gain points and not quit and rate, you know, rage quit and all that forward, you'd have been probably in this round. Can I just and, add something? Yeah. I just feel like a few races before the playoffs, I had Mikey in my top four in the finals. Like he had that. Yeah, pace. me too. And me so too. It's really a big surprise. Yeah. But that's what happens when you, you know, if you give up and you don't, and, and, and you got guys in there, you got guys in there that are going to stick it out, even if they're 50 laps down and, and gain every single point that they can gain, you know, Man, you can't give up. That's, you that's racing. I mean, that is the difference. Like some of these guys, they don't have the pace to win the race. They, they don't even, like I said, they don't even have top 10 pace, but they're finishing 
where they're finishing and getting points because they don't quit. They they just stick it out, stick it out, stick it out. And like I said, that that's my my that's my gripe to Mikey is if he had stuck it out. And even right now, like not racing this week, you know, it's silly because he can still race for up to fifth place points. Like that's 50 bucks. You're pissing away a shot at why not just do it? I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed to get those uh, points. If you continue to run like you have all season. Yeah. You had a couple bad races in the first round, but even like at the Darlington round, if he doesn't alt F4 and he and goes so many laps down and he just gets his damage fixed and stays out there, he probably makes it into this round if he does that, you know. And same thing with Talladega. So yeah, and then, then the points reset. So oh, it's like I was just venting to you, Jason, the other day we were talking, and I was just venting to you. I was like, dude, I'm out of motivation. Yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm like I I'm out of motivation. Sure. I'll force myself to practice uh, what little bit that I can. And I, that's like, once I get into the race, we're good. I know what to do, blah, blah, blah. Uh, halfway through the race at Dover, especially, I was just like, well, I'm just going to absolutely do what I can to keep up with Iverson. And, you know, I was still playing the chase game, but my mind's out of it. I'm just mm. playing chase at that point. Um, but even before then, I, I told you, I was like, I'm mentally, I'm out of it. And whether it be from work, just being tired, being a dad, blah, 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 blah. Don't, doesn't really matter. Um, dude, you got to keep your head in it. And <laughs> that's what, that's what's been killing me here lately. Not to mention the other guys like Keith, you know, you, your head doesn't matter what's happening between, between the ears. You have to keep your head in it. Mm, absolutely. I know, I, know, I know that's, I know that's a lot to what to do have with him. It's had a lot to do with, uh, what's been going on with me. I just, I just happened to back into this win at Dover. So mm-hmm. let's go. But I totally backed into it. Uh, I I wouldn't but, say that. I I think you earned it on pace and strategy. Yeah, you had you had a good you run. Won the stage. Yeah, you won the but, stage. Uh, to build <laughs> on me, what, oh, go go me, ahead. I, to me, I think I backed into it. If it if it didn't come between me and uh Kastritza, mm-hmm. um, totally, I absolutely thousand percent backed into it. Well, I mean, but, you can you can say that at the same time, but you did have the pace and everything, and you won the stage. But, Healy, what were you going to say? Um, just building off of what Bradburn was saying as far as, like, uh, motivation to, mm-hmm. to get into these races. Um, so it, it, this is my first season in the Cup Series, and I if, if I hadn't missed a race, if a couple things would have bounced better, I, I'm – might have squeaked into the round of 16 and and went from there. I didn't make it. I'm not in the playoffs and that's a a new feeling for me. I yeah. I've made the playoff trucks every year and I'm still competing this season everything. Um going into Dover, I look at it, it's 200 laps. It, I'm like, god, this this track is exhausting. It's it's going to take a lot out of me. You know, what what do I have to gain out of this? Um, mm-hmm. I can't really, I can't really help my teammates. Um, 
But once I, once I got into practice, and this is probably not the same for everybody. Um, once I get in there, I I just like racing next to guys and just trying to pat whether it's a pass for seventeenth place or a pass for a first. It's for me. It's just fun to race guys, and I think that at times. Some guys lose focus of of the basic, like what is fun about racing, and they get caught up in in points and championships mm-hmm. and money, which which granted is all important and makes it worth it and cool and all that stuff. Um, I think you ha- you have to be able to move your target a little bit and adjust and be able to find joy in whatever situation you're in as Mm a non-playoff guy. um, It's, I'm just trying to get better. Like this is my first season in cup. I'm trying to learn from these guys and I'm trying to build the confidence to race against them. Like I would race against guys in the truck series. Cause there, Mm -hmm. there've been times this season in cup where, uh, Keith will get to me or farmer gets to me or, or whoever, Mikey Neal in particular. Um, and I kind of want to get out of their way because I know that I'm not where they are just yet. But now that we're getting to the end of the season, I've got more practice under my belt. I've got more time on the track with these guys. Your head's all right. Your head's yeah. You're, right, you know. you're just trying to, to get better and just figure out how to race these guys and build off of that. Now, I'm not going to make any money this season. Uh, I, I'm just not, but it's, it's fun for me. I'm getting better. And, and the other stuff outside of that is I'm hanging out with buddies. I'm, I'm making new friends. I've, I'm hanging out with the other Alex that I'm hanging out with Radburn and ha- hanging out with Schwartz, uh, making these connections that, that's the other aspect of this of this league and just leagues in general that I I think goes a little underappreciated at times. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a community. It's a brotherhood. It's, yes. it's we all have this passion Absolutely. and we we fight and bicker about shit. And and Keith is the the first guy that that comes to mind when you think of that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of guys yeah. give Keith a lot of shit and and maybe don't like him for whatever. He, it and comes with the territory, they, they, though. They, but they haven't talked to him. They haven't like I've done. We've done podcasts with him. Yes. I've, I've hung out with him outside of that Discord and stuff. He he's not a bad dude. No, I, not I at get all. It. I I get it. He's he's confident to the point of arrogance yep. at sometimes, but that makes it fun. Yeah, that makes it fun. To, that makes it fun to kick his ass. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I almost done it. I almost done it. Uh, <laughs> I almost said the absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, so here's the thing: is Keith likes to talk shit. He likes to talk shit, and he's got to be able to. When he makes a mistake, he's got to be able to accept that people are going to talk shit back. So that's the thing that I feel like right now is he's letting something get under his skin that shouldn't even get shouldn't even bother him. Honestly, like. Yeah, well, so what? Dude calls you out and talks and says "f you." Well, so what? Who cares, dude? It's you're fast enough. You're you're a competitor, and 
you're about to you're running for two championships. You're you're literally a contender for both championships and Xfinity and Cup. Why would you throw all that away over something somebody says? Like who gives a shit, man? Like it's not that big a deal. Let the dude be mad for 24 hours. He's going to get over it. You're going to get over it and then move on. So, you know, I see all these guys saying, oh, well, he can dish it, but he can't take it. And, you know, in a sense, it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of the truth right now. Like, I, I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but it's the truth. It seems like he can, he can dish it out all day long, but as soon as somebody says something back to him, he can't take it. Just like, let's go to the meme. We did a meme last week about Mikey. Mikey didn't say one bad word, you know, about it for you posting the meme about him. Didn't care, whatever. Okay. But you posted a meme about the Alex made about Keith and it's like, he's like, come on, man, or whatever. He said something, you know, apparently, but who cares? Like it's, it's a, it's all in good fun, dude. Like it's all for fun. You got got to be able to laugh at yourself. I wish, I wish I was cool enough to have fucking memes. That's number that, You should memes be made. made you, you should be happy. Made about me, you know. Alex is over here. Like, Man, I, I've been I've been wanting to make one that was just like Radburn shitters, but I've Dude, I'm sure you've heard that a million you would, times uh, in your life. You no, you'd be taking one right out of uh, Nate Mavers' book. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, that's what I'm like. Dude, that, that would be so cool. Uh, be that guy. But, I can't wait to make a meme like, about you like, tomorrow. Now, so <laughs> Dude, we got to cover. Good. No, I, I was, I was gonna say. Uh, Go ahead. If you, if you, if you will, it's the same situation is, and I would never, I'd never compare Keith to Earnhardt or any, you know, obviously any of our legends. Mm-hmm in NASCAR, mm. but he's getting treated as, as an Earnhardt almost. Or Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, Bush, yeah. you know, all by Same great, kind of thing. you know, and Bush, Bush fits the bill perfectly too. Yeah. Uh, more, I wasn't going to say Bush, but. <laughs> but I mean, this seems like you know, that's what it is. He, you know, he's, he's so, he's so good. He's always, He's always good, no matter where he goes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you're you're always going to have your haters. Yep. But the dude's always there. He's always there at the end. He qualifies well. He he, you know, I he races. He races hard. Is what it is. He doesn't yeah. necessarily. Um, he races to win. He races to win. He doesn't race but, for anything but yeah, the win. But he wants to win. He's not. He's not going to run you over. If it isn't under, I'm not going to run you over if I can't help it. He's yeah. not going to run you over if he can't help it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put, I'm going to throw myself in that same boat because uh, I have rights to do that. I have the lowest incident count of anybody in the Xfinity League. I'm not going to run myself into your ass. He's, he's so good that he literally cannot do that. If you look at his stats, like you have to give you have to give him some room, um, not literally room, but the dude's a very good driver. He's fast. He he can obviously maneuver himself around traffic. Um, yeah, he's he can opinion. get it done, no doubt. 
I mean, but that's not uh, what I'm saying is like he has got to have the tough, thick skin, especially if you're going to come in and talk shit and try to back it up. Outside, so if you make yeah, a mistake, out, who cares? It's one one mistake. Outside. Get over it and get you know, and let's let's move on and get back to racing and knock this thing out of the park yeah. because he's a contender, bro. He there's a reason he's a contender. You know, it's like you said, he's a clean driver. He doesn't. I mean, he makes mistakes. But everybody makes mistakes, though. That's the thing. We all make mistakes. So at the end of the day. He just needs to, you know, get over it, I guess, and get back to it. It's the outside of racing stuff that um, I get it. He he don't like the drama, but he created the drama. You can't you can't create the drama, and then when you decide you don't like it, just be like, I'm done with it all. Like that doesn't make any sense. That's you know, you got to toughen up. I mean, I thought me and him were really good friends outside of the the racing because like I've got to know Keith a lot in Discord. Like we've hung out many 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 nights like the dude is very talented i will i will tell you that all right i'm i will say this i'm tired of people saying go back to dirt okay he's proved now for two seasons he's proved for two seasons now that he can drive asphalt stop saying go back to dirt the dirt the dude is not it's not he's not limited to dirt he comes over here because he wants to be part of this community and stuff. And I understand that people get aggravated with him and they're and pissed off, whatever. But at the end of the day, he's still a person, still a human, just like anybody else. He has emotions. I get it. Maybe he lets his emotions get the best of him a little bit. But at the end of the day, we just got to get, we got to move past this, get Jazz back in the discord and let's race it out and finish the season. I think it's pitiful that honestly, I I'll, I'll go full blast. I think it's pitiful that people will tell him to go back to dirt when he happens to race with us every week, not only one series, but two. He races yep. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays with us. He would have ran all three if I'd have let him. Yeah, maintains his, what, 30 to 50th in the world on dirt. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in the top 50 on dirt. Yeah. Get no doubt, he's a talented dirt driver, and he's a talent. He's just talented here. driver all, all all around. That's what matters. He, um, dude, dude is so good, but he has time enough to come here and race with us on asphalt side, which isn't isn't his cup of tea. But you know, if you can drive, you can drive. That's yeah, just it. absolutely. That's period. I I used to do the dirt stuff. I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun. I was pretty good. If I hadn't quit, I'd have probably been really good by now. Not Keith Hackney good, but he he comes here and he you know puts his time in. He practices and God forbid he makes a mistake, but he also needs to. I think Keith needs to have a little bit tougher skin because yeah, exactly he he is he is good enough to where he doesn't he he he, he doesn't need to listen to the bullshit so. But Brush it off. We, we need to shift gears here. We, we've been on this topic for too long. We need to shift gears. So going, uh, yeah. let me wrap up the top 10. GT Hawkins pulls out the win. David Farmer pulls out P2. David Farmer had a really good race. I thought Dave was uh, potentially going to win that race last night because uh, he looked really good, uh, especially on the long run. Um, Jonathan Atkins was P3. Alex Healy, P4. Congratulations, John Schwartz. Congrats on you for your P5. Brandon Robertson ends up pulling uh, P6 after leading the most laps, uh, led 79 laps there. Scott Fritz, P7, Alex Huffman, P8, Sean Kostritza, P9, John Kinder, P10. So, Cup Series, you all did a fantastic job. Um, last night, Wednesday night, it was a great race. I loved watching the race and everything. Uh, I want to get us on moving on a little bit. Like I said, we've we've covered um, 
everything from all the racing, all the drama, and every, all all that. So um, we've got call-ins that we need to listen to. Uh, so give me a second. Let me get that fired up, and we'll get into some call-ins. All right, guys. So we got a little extra thing for everyone. You can call into the broadcast. Uh, there's a link available in the Discord. Uh, I'll share that out again. But there are there is a feature where you can call Anchor um, or Spotify for Podcasters, as it's called now. You can call in and leave a message. So we've got a couple messages we want to play here real quick. I want to let everybody listen to it, and then we'll give feedback on it. So let's start now. You know, I'm I'm just calling in. Um, just really trying to understand the logic here of why Alex Huffman is still trying to attempt to win races, you know, after so many seasons, I don't really think he has many and, um, I feel for him. Um, but other than that, where do you plan to go on with this, like moving forward with this series? You know, we got to weed out the rotten apples and clearly, clearly there is like one that's, making the whole tree rot. So um, what are we going to do about this moving forward? All right. So that was Keith Hackney calling in, uh, leaving, doing a little, little, a little, a little, (laughs) little shit talking about Alex. So I gotta say that's pretty funny message. Um, That's prior to last night. That was obviously that was last week. We uh, didn't get to put that in because it was after we'd already recorded, but you know, uh, yeah, the irony of that message is, is, uh, it's pretty funny, man. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's all in good fun. This is, this is, I'm not trying to pick on Keith. I'm not trying to pick on Huffman. Uh, I just, you know, the rivalry between those two guys, it's two of my best drivers. You know, you, you know, we've got a, a good group. Like, I don't, when I say two of my best drivers, there's so many good freaking drivers. It's ridiculous. I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody, but they are two of the top level drivers. They're top five, top 10 guys in the, their respective series. Just like shorts. You're a top five guy pretty much every week. I feel like Bradburn, you're a top five guy every week. I feel like Healy, you're a top five guy every week. Alex Pan's going to win the road course next week. So, you know, I, I know you guys have your own, your top in your own different right in your own different series. So, you know, not trying to take anything away, but these are two of my top cup drivers and they're having a feud and it just, it adds to all this. It makes it worth it. It makes everybody want to know what's going on. It makes everybody want to tune in and it's awesome. And at the end of the day, it really truly is awesome to have a rivalry. Uh, and these guys were friends just a little while ago, like a couple weeks ago. Like, and that's what makes it even more freaking awesome is like that. They're, they're fighting like little brothers, basically, you know, like two brothers. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Yeah, I just wanted to be the first to comment on this just by giving my thoughts because I just like what you're talking about, the fact that it brings in the drama and it gives people a reason to watch. But I feel it also, it should motivate both Huffman and Hackney just to continue running because when you get pissed by, when you yeah, get pissed by, when you get yeah, pissed by someone, you should want to beat them for that next week. That should motivate you to do better. That should motivate you yeah. to fight. And so yes. I feel like that's exactly what he should He shouldn't think, oh, I didn't go leave Discord because I got wrecked and I'm pissed about that. I'm not going to come back. He should feel the exact opposite. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right, dude. Alex Penn, every, Alex Haley, weigh in. Um, every time that I've had a perceived slight with someone, whether real or something that I've made up, uh, I'll build off of what John said. Um, all I want to do the next week, I don't care about anybody else in the field 
except for that guy. Um, yeah. Earlier, er, earlier this season for me, I felt I got a uh, uh, a protest that was from a driver that was not involved in the incident that they protested, and I knew who it was mm-hmm. from that point on. I wanted to beat that driver every single week. And as most people do. And I've, and I've I think I've mostly done that because I'm in the playoffs. He isn't. Um, and I I know it works differently for different people. Mm-hmm. But man, if, if someone challenges me like that, the only person I care about beating is you. So uh, at the the finale of this whole thing, I, I hope we get some showdowns between Keith and Huffy going forward. Like you said, they're two very talented drivers that they honestly have two very different driving styles. Um, that one's very aggressive, one's very conservative and consistent and finds his way to the front towards the end of the race. Um, and I like seeing those contrasting styles clash mm-hmm. it it forces guys off of their game it forces guys to do things that they wouldn't normally do so i i hope after all of this um keith you know I, I i posted the meme about you i didn't make it but i did post it because it was good and um you know prior to that i posted one that was in your favor yeah um so i i hope that you come back I hope that we can have some more drama from the because I I want to see him race Huffy. I, yeah. I want to see it happen. I, I I don't I don't really have a dog in this fight necessarily necessarily, oh. but I I'm ready to see it. And there's nothing I enjoy better than when I go into the office on a Tuesday and I just randomly open up Discord and then I see there's 350 fucking messages in post-race fights. I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I told him just a little bit ago, uh, I, you know, I've been trying to talk to him a little bit and I was like, dude, I want our Phoenix battle. Yeah, the yeah Phoenix that's what I'm saying. Why that would you not want to the, race against the best is, guys? That's the big nut. The Phoenix is the big nut. That is what you're going for. 100%. And I, I want, I totally, uh, I didn't get the chance to race in Phoenix last year. Dude, I'm, I'm 200, I'm 199 laps short of experience of everybody else out there. Yeah. I did not get to race that race last year pretty much. And I told him, I was like, dude, if I don't get to fucking battle you five, six, if I don't get to battle a six, dang it out. <laughs> if I don't get this <laughs> my numbers guy. <laughs> I was the numbers guy. If I don't get to battle you at Phoenix, if I don't mm-hmm. get to battle James at Phoenix, mm-hmm. like I've got this, I've got this all formulated in my head. I'm mm-hmm. thinking at the very least, I'm battling James and Hackney. And then the third member, whoever it may be, it, you know, that's in the air. I'll let that, I'll let fate decide that. But, that's what I was like, man. You're 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 so good 
everywhere you go. I'm going to see you in the final round. I you're plan you're probably going to be racing uh, Lancaster if I had to. If I had to put money on it, he's he's going to. He'll be there at the end. Dude, Lancaster's always there at the end. He'll dude. be there. He'll you be in the final watch. four. Uh, you got to watch Lancaster, man. He he's sneaky. sneaky yeah, he, he's. Yeah, he's been with me for a while, and he's 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 a good driver, man. So you'll you'll have you'll be you'll be battling with him, I'm sure. Uh, let's hear from Alex Penn real quick on uh, this message. What what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I love it because, uh, like, like I said before, the the irony is awesome. But just the the feud that those two have had has been so much fun to watch from the sidelines, and I'm going to be exactly. really disappointed if it doesn't continue. Um. I know that in this league, I personally don't have any like rivals. At least I hope not. Um, but in oh, real you life, do now. I've, I've had... You do now. You got <laughs> Dan Worthington on your ass now. I don't oh, race him with anything though. So, so I, oh, he'll so race Xfinity next him. season just to race with you. I guarantee you. Knowing Dan, all right. No, and <laughs> here's here's the other part. Any, yeah, I mean, he's my teammate. I love Dan to death. He's awesome, dude. Awesome, dude. Um, and. You know, Alex, you're a good dude too. Um, yep. But any, any, <laughs> any guy, any guy that is under under you, Alex, <laughs> I hate it for him, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got a few more messages Alex to play. Is my boy, Alex, <laughs> Alex, and Alex. How <laughs> uh, oh, dare right. you, Alex? <laughs> we got a few more messages to play. Uh, they're from our buddy Schwartz here, so let's go ahead and take a listen to those, and uh, we'll give our thoughts on those. So, hey guys, this is Jonathan Schwartz from the Cup Series, and I had a short question just about track scheduling. So I did some research and looked at the amount of cautions that we've had over the last three over the. Sh- you chose the wrong one. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> All right. Yeah, look that at one the cut off. Happened. All right, that yeah, one the, cut hey off. Hey, guys, this is Jonathan Schwartz from the Cup Series, and I had a question about the number of cautions at different tracks. So I had done some research and found that at Nashville Fairgrounds, the Truck Series had 15 cautions, Expandy Series 16, and the Cup Series 20. Similarly, at North Wilkesboro, there were 12, 15, and 13 cautions, respectively. However, at other intermediate tracks, like Nashville Super Speedway, the Truck Series had three, Expandy Series 3, and Cup Series 4. So instead of double-digit cautions, there was only three or four cautions, a lot less. So based on that, it sounds like short tracks are often a lot more wreck-filled. There's not as much green flag racing, and I feel like that kind of hinders just the quality of the broadcasts. So I guess, one, what exactly is causing all these cautions? Sure, the track is smaller, but is it closer racing, resulting in more contact? And second of all, if that is the case, should we remove shorter tracks from the schedule or what should we do about uh, those increased number of cautions? Are we okay with it? Uh, just wanted to hear your thoughts. So that's More a good, very good. Tracks. That's a very good More question. The More answer is tracks. that we have adjusted uh, the schedule to compensate. I, I don't know if you've seen that, John, but we've have adjusted the schedule to compensate. There aren't as many short tracks on the schedule um, as this season. One thing I do think was, one of the reasons why it was car count. Our car count has been elevated. We've had 30 plus 30 to 30 plus cars all the way up until the playoffs. And 
you know, when you have those numbers, you're going to have more cautions because uh, the cars are close together. It's shorter track, obviously, and all that. That's one thing. Uh, two is having some of those short tracks so early in the season. I think that that also caused an issue. Um, so, we're, like I said, we are trying to rectify the the issue with the cautions, but that, that's a very good question. You know, obviously, you can see we, we go Auto Club, Vegas, Pocono, Kansas, Michigan. Then uh, we have our first short track, which is Bristol Dirt. Then we go Chicago Street, Richmond, which is our second. Iowa, which is technically our third. Um, it's a bigger short track, but it's still short track. Sonoma, Charlotte. Then we go North Wilkesboro, Super Nashville Super Speedway, Daytona. Then we go New Hampshire. That's our our other one. Talladega, Bristol, back in the playoffs. That's our other one. Charlotte Roval, Darlington, and then Martinsville is another one, and then Homestead. So definitely less short tracks in the uh, season seven schedule. Schedule. Sorry. Yeah, you've you've shorted uh, people that are good at short tracks. <laughs> um, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I uh, to to one of the initial questions: Should we have less short tracks? Um, to make a a one to one comparison versus what we do versus the real life NASCAR schedule, um. Short tracks for NASCAR typically are the most watched races. And the reasons for that are the close quarters racing that often turns into cautions. Mm-hmm. And and additionally, the emotions that rise arise from short track racing. Um to to speak on do, does it hurt the the broadcast um i don't think so there it is hard to watch pacing on yeah, i racing yeah, yeah. versus versus nascar um i mean uh, in nascar yeah you there's commercials you get up you go get go get a drink whatever um if you're watching something on i racing you're you're buckled in for the long haul no matter what um something that i would suggest and i know that it's not always possible depending on how people are pitting and stuff like that um but to kind of find a middle ground whenever it is possible when we're at a short track to shorten caution laps um which i know sounds awesome just to say it but there are a lot of times where we've got guys pitting every lap, trying to fix damage, stuff like that. But um, maybe maybe something to discuss to discuss in the off season. The is, main reason is damage repair. You've got to give guys time yeah. to repair damage, so that's why we don't shorten them as as right now. Yep. I'll tell you what it is. Makes perfect sense. People people tend to overdrive. At the short tracks, hundred percent overdrive. Over, they drive overdrive over their head the and and yep, ab, overdrive the car and overdrive way in over their head. Uh, patience is a big thing. That's that's the reason why we have so many cautions mm-hmm. at the short tracks. And the short tracks are beautiful, dude. The 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 racing it creates when everybody is on the same page, almost you know. There's never, there's never that guaranteed. But the racing is just not when, comparable when to anything your, else. 
when you can get it through your thick skull that you're not going to pass this guy in one lap. Um, the short tracks are great, really. Yeah, there's, they are. There, there's a there's a lot to be had with it, especially with the broadcast too. Uh, if they're keeping up with it in the mid pack, uh, mid pack races, man, you talk about some of our best racing this season. Bump, bumping and grinding, absolutely best races we had this season, and if you can just keep it green, oh, dude. It's I'm as done. good as it gets. Yep. Nashville is a uh, outlier to them, though. I will <laughs> say that. Nashville is not a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville's not a happy place. Bristol is fun. Bristol is great. You can run high or low. Uh, either way, uh, not... Nah, uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Nashville fairgrounds well, anyway. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get our from Alex panel. Let's hear what he has to say on this real quick. Uh, I would I would love to see more short tracks for uh, a couple of reasons. One is I uh, always feel slow <laughs> on the uh, cookie cutter tracks. Yeah. So uh, that would Alex help, is yeah, good at the short tracks. <laughs> and well, I I wouldn't say I'm good, but I'm good at avoiding wrecks for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I can usually keep my car somewhat clean and just end up towards the front just by chance. Um, I know at Nashville uh, fairgrounds I had uh, a pretty clean car and pulled a, uh, a strategy play making taking only two tires and ended up paying off because um, I was able to keep my car clean and I ended up finishing third on my that's the only time I have uh, picked up a podium on an oval in this league so well, that's good good job um, John you want to weigh in anything real quick uh, for your own question <laughs> uh okay um yeah i i also agree just in terms of the pa- fact of just pacing can be a bit boring but i understand the importance of being able to fix damage since that does happen a lot um in terms of I, I feel like the last question is like are we okay with those aspects are we okay with the increased cautions and i agree that i mean it definitely gives a different vibe than the mile and a half where there is a lot of green flag racing and when it is green it's probably more fun than basically anything else um i definitely agree with that aspect uh it's just i feel like uh, the aggression happens to be there more often than not and it is unfortunate because yeah. with how short the track is that's mm-hmm. really short laps and so it ends up having more laps than any other track and so i feel that gives more opportunities for people to be able to make these moves and it's like you have more laps and yet you're, treat, you're treating it as if you're like less laps than any other track yeah and so it's just uh i think there's like yeah. a sense of urgency or something they get like they they get this feeling like they've got to get around this person right now or something i don't know what it is but a lot of it they need to respect breaking zones if guys would start respecting other people's breaking zones and not trying to uh just get like you can't get around somebody diving it under them every single time not everybody's going to move up out of your way so guess what you're going to cause an accident sometimes you got to figure out how to get around somebody on the other side of the corner and i think a lot of it is they don't know how, a lot of some guys don't know how to do that yet they haven't figured out how to pass somebody getting off the corner they don't know how to bump somebody without wrecking them they don't know where the cars like the nose of the car is just so just yet and it just comes down more practice they need to practice more um but Um, we've we've got one more message to listen to from shorts so let's let's kick that off real quick 
Hey guys, this is Jonathan Schwartz from the Cup Series, and I just had a short question about stage winners and race winners and how they vary at super speedways. So I looked at the Truck Series and some of the last three races that we've ran at Darlington, Daytona, and National Super Speedway, and I noticed that at Darlington, the stage winner ended up finishing second at the end of the race. At National Super Speedway, the stage winner also won the race, yet at Daytona, the stage winner the stage winner ended up finishing 18th and there was a very similar trend at xfinity and cup series levels as well where the stage winner ended up finishing like in the top five or top 10 and then at the end of the race at daytona the stage winner the stage winner ended up finishing outside the top 10 or even outside the top 15 so i realized that there can be a lot of action going on but why is it that the stage winner at like these restricted plate tracks end up finishing so far back is it that the strategy results in them having to compromise for the end of the race or is it just that these races get so crazy but yeah what makes restricted plate races like uh, daytona uh have such that variance compared to other tracks I think it's just the fact that the tracks are uh, the anybody it's the restrict restrictor plate tracks. Anybody can move to the front. Honestly, I think that's the biggest difference there. It's a great equalizer. Um, and you can just, you can go to the front whenever you want. I I'd have to agree just based on, uh, my experience at our, at Talladega a couple weeks ago. Um, not necessarily that I was good at the stage, but at the end of the race, I was in the the position that everybody wants to be in, and I thought I was sitting pretty, and uh, all it takes is one wrong move, and uh, you go from third to 14th, like I did, within mm-hmm. two minutes. There's There's such a... When people are actually pushing for position at a super speedway, the variance... Uh, is so high where at a, a mile and a half or a short track or a road course, um, you can decide to push, but you're not going to get 10 spots in a single lap anywhere else except for a super speedway. Yep. It's a beautiful disposition is what it is. <laughs> absolutely. Alex, you absolutely, absolutely think you've got it going on on the high side and you know, that, there it is. Yeah. Uh, stage break or whatever it may be. Um, you know, there's always contact. There's always the slide with a slow guy in front of you with rear end damage. It's, it's such a toss up, just total toss up. Yeah. Is what it is. Alex spin. You want to weigh in? Yeah. I think, uh, Darlington was kind of a good example of this where, um, for where GT uh, had just been fast all uh, all day and completely ran away, got the, and I think he won the stage, and then he completely ran away again for the rest of the the race and won. But at Darlington, you're not even if you're in the lead, you're not really in control. You're kind of at the the mercy of the drivers behind you because yeah. they're they're the ones who can decide if they want to stop helping you and make a third line or if they're gonna keep pushing you. And, you know, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I think, like I said, the track, just it's a great equalizer. So at the end of the day, that's what you get. Um, so that wraps it up for our call-in messages. Um, John, you got anything else you want to add before I move us over? Yeah, I'll just add one last thing, which is that, especially at restrict- restrictor plate tracks, it's like when you're second in line, 
you have to find your way to be able to get in front and lead that train. And I feel like being able to maneuver up to the lead, it's like, be able to win the stage, you had to have found some way to be able to achieve that. And so it's like, even if you fall back down through the field, by the end of the race, you have that ability or that shown ability to be able to fight back through the front. And so it's even if the winner of the stage can't get the win, I would still find like they've shown that they have that ability to fight through the pack. So at least maybe get a good finish, even if you can't win. And that just difference between, okay, maybe they didn't get the win, they got a top five. But the fact that that seems to be such a trend of finishing outside the top 10, it's like, sure, they might lose the momentum and and then People can pass you so quickly there, but falling back that far, that was just the big surprise for me. So, but I feel like a lot of the points that you made also did make sense. All right. I so say, I can also say there's some guys that needs to practice on uh buffing and grinding, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Putting that let's... thing up in there. I want to move over and cover the uh, butt kicker points real quick. Cause these guys deserve uh, a little recognition as well. Um, because even though they're not in the playoffs, they're still running for a butt kicker and Alex Healy's money. So Brian Terry is currently leading the points in the truck series. After three races, Brian Terry sits ahead of Cody Anderson by 13 points. Uh, David Brackett is trailing Cody by two points. Travis Twitty is the fourth man. So it is a four way battle going into Phoenix. If you stay in the top four, you will have a shot at the butt kicker and the money. So, Congratulations to those guys right now for being in the in the money for the truck series and the butt kicker. So uh, moving over to the Xfinity, you've got Matt Grinier, who's leading that um, ahead of Greg Carr by one point. Alexander Carr is in third and Brian Terry rounds out your fourth position over there. And going into the cup series, Scott Fritz currently leads all drivers over there. Dustin Ronstiddle falls behind Fritz. Charles Blake is just behind Dustin and Travis <laughs> Twitty is rounding out the top four just ahead of Frankie Brusso by one point going into the next race, race number four. Um, that'll take us over to NASCAR okay. and we will be right back. Right, guys, so we are back with some uh, NASCAR topics. We're going to talk about the uh, penalty fallout from uh colleague and I guess Hendrick, Hendrick and Denny. Yep. So go ahead and lead us with that, Alex. I, you, I don't know much about it. You probably know more than I do right now. Yeah. Shooting off the top of my head, I know the initial penalty that was applied to both Hendrick and Colleague. Um, Hendrick, um, their appeal was successful. They got their points back. They still had to uh, suspend crew chiefs for four weeks. I think they had to still pay the... Combined $400,000. But Colleague, on the other hand, also appealed it. Um, Colleague gets a lot of parts from Hendrick. Mm -hmm. Um, Colleague, their appeal was not overturned. Um, Damn. Which, from where I'm sitting, is very aggravating. Um, For (laughs) For, for people on the outside looking in, um, I, I'm not a big Hendrick fan personally. Um, not that it really affects my opinion on this, even though it's going to sound like it. Um, it's, it's two teams in the same boat and a, a team with, you know, four of the top drivers in the sport 
Um, they got their appeal overturned while a colleague who sources parts from Hendrick mm-hmm. um, didn't. Um, and it's easy for people to make a distinction and like uh, they'll, they'll come up with the 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 tinfoil theories well you know Hendrick's important for the sport they've got popular drivers we're gonna let them off the hook mm-hmm. um on the other side with a colleague with uh, I think it was specifically Justin Haley's car uh maybe not uh all Mendingers I can't remember off the top of my head Haley um, was definitely one of them yeah yeah I think it was just Haley yeah I think I think it, it, I think it was just him I don't think it was all Mendinger but regardless um they source parts from Hendrick and they get yep. stuck mm-hmm. with the penalty. Um, it, it starts to feel like a lot of other professional sports where people are constantly pissed off at the sanctioning body mm-hmm. for showing favoritism towards teams or groups or players or drivers, whatever you want to term it. Um, people that bring the masses to the sport, which obviously is good for the sport, but looking at it from someone like us who watches the sport every week and um, maybe roots for drivers that are not the most popular guys in the sport necessarily, um, it's it's aggravating to watch a small team get nuked for using parts from the most popular team in the sport and that team not getting penalized for it. Um, I do know that colleague is colleague is, I I don't know if it's appealing the appeal, but like taking it to the next level at this point. But ultimately um, I, I hope that colleague at least gets off the hook the way that Hendrick did. Um, I, I truly think they all should be, penalized the same amount of points that Hendrick was initially penalized, but here we are. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, the, the other penalty, um, that I, I don't have a a huge problem with. I know some of my friends do, uh, uh, Danny Hamlin appealed his, uh, 25 point penalty for, he admitted that he took, Ross out. I think that was three, maybe four weeks ago at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was at Phoenix. Um, and I, I don't have a big problem with it, but I do have a small problem. And, and I hope some of you guys will chime in on this. Um, basically, uh, final laps of the race, Danny's car got super tight and it was driving up the track and he had two options either he could slow way down and get passed by a bunch of guys or he could continue driving to the wall and take someone with him and that someone was ross chastain who he had beef with prior and perhaps still does sounds like a a lot of nascar drivers do unfortunately um but the day of the race, there there were no penalties. No one really got out of shape about it until Denny said what he said on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, what what NASCAR is saying is you can you can wreck guys, but don't 
Admit it. Don't say, yeah, don't say you did it. Don't admit to it. Don't talk about it. If you have a podcast, which Denny has, I don't know, it's probably in the top three most popular NASCAR podcasts, I would assume. Action's detrimental. Yeah. It truly does. And I, if Denny hadn't, if he doesn't have a podcast, he has no penalty, is yeah, basically what basically. it comes down to. And that that does bother me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, admitting to wrecking somebody, there there has to be a line somewhere. But at the at the end of the day, what what he's done versus what a ton of guys have done this season is no different. He just happens to have a podcast and he's honest about it. So yeah. So uh, what about this other topic you got here, Ross, the new Intimidator? Let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> So, um, people that have been listening know that I'm a Kurt Busch fan. Um, Mm -hmm. He's no longer driving because his eggs got scrambled. Mm -hmm. Um, Great commentator now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I've been on the search for a new driver, and I'm trying to zero in on one. Um, I've liked Ross from when he was Kurt's uh, teammate a couple years ago at um, at Chip Ganassi. Mm -hmm. And... uh, there, there have been times when I've been frustrated with the way that Ross has driven people. I, I mm-hmm. like Denny as well. Um, I like a lot of guys that uh, that Ross has gotten into it with, uh, mm-hmm. Alex Bowman, AJ Allmendinger, that kind of thing. Um, but this past week, it's 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 gone too far in the other direction. I think it was Christopher Bell um, on one of the final restarts. Um, Ross. Drove it aggressively, made it three wide, mm-hmm. but as soon as Christopher Bell saw, just saw Ross Chastain's car, swerved, he was in the middle, moved it way up into the top lane and created a wreck on his own, basically. And then after the race, um, blamed it on Ross, saying that, oh, we got this wrecking ball coming through. He's wrecking everybody. And when you watch the replay, Ross is, you know, there's a whole lane in between their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, doing his own thing, trying to put yeah. it very wide to make position. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. at that point in the race, that that's what you have to do to make positions. And, and, in our spreadsheet, I said, I said, Ross, the new intimidator. I'm not saying he's Dale Earnhardt or anything right. like that, but um, it seems like there are a lot of guys in, in the cup series right now. When, when Ross is in their rear view or he's side by side with them, they're just scared to death. Like they, they can't race around him because they're scared that he will do something. And admittedly in the past, he's, he's done, Things that were questionable at best, but uh, this season I haven't seen him do anything extraordinarily outside of what any dr- other driver would do, mm-hmm. and um, it seems like he's just this easy scapegoat for when someone makes a mistake. They'll say, "Well, Ross did this to me. Ross did this. Ross did that." And it mm-hmm. led to all these these funny ass memes on Twitter where like people are 
like photoshopping Ross into like the assassination of John F. Kennedy or killing yeah. Dale Earnhardt or whatever. And, yeah. and all yeah. that shit's hilarious to me. Cause I have a horrible sense of humor, but it, it's, I'm almost to the point to where I'm going to be a Ross guy now. <laughs> yeah. I've liked Ross for a minute. Um, or I liked him last season. I still like him. So. I think a lot but of yeah, I liked him. After I liked him for a little bit now. Since I decided that he was going to be the guy that didn't really care about putting it where it shouldn't be, you know, he's putting yeah. his race car where it shouldn't be a lot of times. But you also got guys like Bell that are trying to block where you shouldn't be. Yeah. And it goes so both he, ways. It, yeah. It's a <laughs> double edged sword. Every, every weekend, week out, you got this double edged sword. Where oh it's always Ross's fault it's it, it's Chastain's fault mm. blah, blah blah and really he he had a really fast race car the whole day at Richmond he had a killer race car and it just come down to cautions I feel like I feel like cautions are what killed him and then it's like uh Josh Barry I mean. If uh if Josh Barry hadn't had to take or no uh Truex if Truex hadn't had to take yeah scuffs, had the scuffs he, yeah. yep if he hadn't had six lap scuffs that already had heat on him he would have been the guy to beat yeah so Alex what opinion. were you Penn, what were you saying a minute ago um not really sure but oh, okay good, good question <laughs> Let's hear from Shorts. What do you, if you don't have anything, Alex, uh, let's hear from I do, Shorts. I do have something. Okay, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I personally started liking Ross a lot, like back um, when he rode the wall at Martinsville. I think a lot of people did. Um, mm-hmm. And going back to the rivalry thing about Keith and uh, Huffman is, it must have felt great for, uh, for Chastain to knock out Denny Hamlin in the way that he did mm-hmm. riding the wall. Yeah, but... Like, the the joy that he probably felt doing that was <laughs> I gotta applaud. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you wanna weigh in on this topic? Yeah, just in terms of uh how I feel Ross has been treated, but I feel like that comment initially was before like Christopher Bell even saw the replay and so he was reacting a bit harsh and I believe he sent an mm-hmm. apology afterwards. He did see that and so it's like I feel it's a bit rough to be able to judge someone's comments when they're not fully informed about mm-hmm. that. And so I, I do enjoy the memes, but I feel uh it was a reactionary case where uh, he obviously uh, when Bell saw Chastain go low, he assumed he might end up hitting him, and so he gave space just to be safe from being having any contact. But then mm-hmm. Chastain ac- actually held his line, and so it was something that Bell probably wasn't accustomed to. But in the end, he was for at fault. He was at fault for wrecking Byron in that instance, and so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I guess it's a learning incident that when Chastain's going to be near you, sure, it can be intimidating, but it's not necessarily going to result in contact. So that's kind of mm-hmm. my main takeaway. And also just one other thing I want to add, in addition to that uh, uh, fine situation between like Hendrick and uh, the 
colleague. colleague. There's been an update just within the last five hours where uh, Byron and Bowman both were also found to have like illegal cars and they are fined an extra 60 points. And I think their crew chiefs were fined like $75,000. So Damn. I feel yeah. that might actually undo, that might undo this conflict about, wait, are Hendrick like yeah. not going to be associated with? Are they going to be able to escape all of these fines? And mm-hmm. I think the answer is there might have just been some new evidence that show that they actually were guilty of something. So mm, okay. um, I'm not sure if that is the case, but that is noticed uh, some updates. Well, so. I talked about this a few Excellent. weeks ago on the podcast. I was talking about how I, I, you know, I know that they've they're getting these parts and they're modifying these parts. Like I, if you remember Healy, I talked about this a while back. You know, mm. so it's it's nothing. You know, they're going to do whatever they can. Um, to get an advantage, obviously. So, like I said, it was nothing new to me to hear that they got busted for uh, modifying parts whenever I had already yeah. said that I knew that that's something they were doing. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's... Uh, you got anything, that, one more thing to add to NASCAR? Uh, ju- just the, just building off what you said there, um, whether they're modifying parts or not, it. I don't like that NASCAR, it seems like they're maybe making an example out of colleague instead of Hendrick and yeah. from the outside looking in it, it looks like, you know, Hendrick's the, the popular team of popular drivers and they're mm-hmm. focusing their, their efforts to a place where fans maybe don't care necessarily, but teams would notice. Mm-hmm. But in light of this, uh, this new news, thanks to Mr. Schwartz over there, mm-hmm. um, it seems that maybe NASCAR, uh, I as I understood it initially, they they weren't too happy that the independent board um, reneged on some of Hendrick's penalties. So mm-hmm. I would expect if if Hendrick does anything that's even one percent outside of the box, NASCAR is going to be on that ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. Kendra was given a little insight the other day. He took a tour at the uh, fact, the place that actually makes the parts, and you know, their he said their tolerances were outrageous. Like a hundred thousandths was what they had for tolerance. A hundred thousandths is a lot when you're talking yeah. about Damn. you know parts and stuff. A hundred thousandths of a tolerance, man, is uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's that's unreal. Because um, that's either way, that's a hundred thousandths. In minus or plus, so tolerance. And That's what NASCAR that means. NASCAR won't give that leeway. Well, yep. the thing is that NASCAR owns that company that's making those parts. So the thing is, these companies are getting these parts, and they're you know a hundred thousandths tolerance one way or the other. So they may not fit perfectly, which they don't. And that's what Hendrick said was like, well, we're, when we get the parts, they're not they're out. So if you can't. If these parts are no, no two are the same, then how can you penalize us for it? Because they weren't the exactly. same. They weren't the same whenever they came to us. But also, they're not. The, they're not. They, they've definitely been modified. But anyways, regardless of that, they, let's. They, uh, don't, they don't fit the Camaro. Oops, they no. fit the Toyotas of the Fords. Perfectly fine. That's a good Oops. point. Yeah. Oh, so. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. We've got um, uh, this Saturday night. We're doing a double dash for cash. Bluegrass double dash for cash. Twenty dollars entry fee. Running Chicago Land and Talladega. I hope to see you motherfuckers out there because uh, y'all ain't been showing up for the last few money races we've been doing. So hopefully we'll get some people actually uh, from the league to show up. I know I've, I've already got fifteen guys or so signed up that are 
Some of them are in the league. Some of them are out of the league. So hopefully you guys will actually sign up for it and come run with us Saturday night and have a little bit of fun. Um, a lot of guys don't show up for it. And I'm just sitting here like, what the hell, man? I, I don't get it. So um, hopefully we'll get some guys to come out. We'll start practice at 7. First race will go green at 8, 10. Uh, it'll be broadcast by Peacemaker Gaming. He did a really good job on the last one. I don't know if you caught it or not, but that last uh, Saturday Night Money race I did a couple weeks ago, he did a phenomenal job. Uh, so we're going to be back in the truck series, uh, or in the trucks, I'm sa- sorry. We're going to be back in the trucks, and we're doing Chicagoland, Taldega, best average finish wins the overall pot, $50 bonus for each race winner. So make sure you guys are, are signing up, man. So we, if we get a full field, that would be great. If we get over uh, over 43, the pot is going to go up because right now the pot's just based on 43. So the more drivers we have, the better. Um, and now that we can start 60 drivers at both tracks, you know what? We might just have a 60-person ra- 60 race. I don't think we'll get that many people, but 43 would be nice. At least 35 to 40 would be nice. Um, anyways, that takes us over to... Picks. Picks. It's time for picks. <laughs> truck series picks. We are going to the Roval in the truck series. So let's hear um start with Alex Penn. Go ahead. Lead us off. Who's your uh who's your driver next week at the Roval in the truck series? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh for with Healy because after his <sighs> win uh at Watkins Glen he started getting on my radar for uh for those road course races and uh I think he's got a good shot. All right. Uh, Healy, who, who, who are you going to go with? Who, who are you going to go with? Uh, I, since I can't pick myself, um, there, there's really two guys outside of me that I see as, as big threats on road courses. I'm going to pick one. Someone else is going to pick the other. Um, but being who I am and the team I race with, um, his name is Bobby Hall. Junior Brown Sugar, whatever his name is Damn. in Discord these days, um, it's, um, it's Bobby Hall for me. All right, um, I'm <laughs> gonna say Peyton Hubbard, uh, man. Peyton Hubbard is my pick. So uh, that's the other one. <laughs> Schwartz, who who do you got? Uh, is Worthington run the Truck Series? Yeah, or is that just yes, 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 yes. yes. yeah. I'm, I'm going Worthington since All I right. think he has a good shot. Bradburn. Dude, I had two of my picks just took um, straight <laughs> out from under me. I had doubled up picks ready to go. I don't know who's going to win this. You've got Colbert, um, Kaiser, Morton, Wigan, Lyons, Peacock, uh, Osborne, Dronco, Kostritza. Oh, no, no. And- uh, <laughs> just pick now, one. I believe Lyons done well at Watkins uh, Glen, didn't yep, he? Yep. Yep, that's a good Lions pick. Had a, I think Lions had a really good run down there. So I mean, yep. I'm gonna roll I'm gonna roll with Lions, dude. Good pick. That's a good pick. All right, moving on over to the Xfinity series. Um who we got? Who wants to start this one? I got Axe Pillin. <laughs> who? You say Alex Penn? I think he did. I think we uh, lost him. Froze. I think we lost he him. He did say Alex Penn. He stole my yeah, pick, mother 100%. effort. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be Shutters. Brad Burn. He's not here. All right. <laughs> but. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I was um, thinking about him, but I think he's going to take it easy at the Roval because he, he doesn't have to win his way in anymore. True. Yeah. All right. So, Penn, who you got? Uh, I am going to go with James because he's, he's been up there for the road courses this season and Xfinity, and I, I think he's going to finally be able to stay up at the front. And Ely and Schwartz, you all the last two? Yep. Um, I'm going to make this pick. Um, if he doesn't show, I reserve the right to make another pick, but I'm going with Keith Hackney. Okay. Schwartz? And I'm going with Lancaster. I think he'll be an underdog, a dark horse, but I think he'll have a really good shot. All right. I just want to say one thing. I love the way that this, that his camera froze right there because he's just got that smile on his face. <laughs> it's the perfect picture. And oh, there there, we, we lost him for the pro- – he may not be back. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, anyways, Cup Series picks. Schwartz, you're the man. Take us off. I think this is – I mean, I think it's going to be a head-to-head between me and Huffman. I feel like it's going to be pretty similar to Watkins Glen. I feel like we were both strong there. So I'm going to say Huffman will get the stage. I'll get the win. Let's be positive. Good My job. man. I Ely. love it. I have to do it. It's David Farmer. Alex Penn. He, I ran practice with him. He's fast, buddy. Alex Penn. <laughs> I'm going to go with GT because he's won two of the last three races and he's got the momentum. I'm going to go with Jonathan Atkins. Jonathan I'm Atkins. Son of a bitch now. Jonathan <laughs> Atkins. I'm going with him. So that takes us through our picks and uh, that's outro time. Sponsors Healy hit us. Outros. Now I get to do them a little more fun, even though, I mean, they were pretty good at the beginning. I didn't pull any punches, Um, but KPG Kinder performance group, John Kinder. um, He's the shit, man. Um, Go run go karts with him down at what is it Millbridge? Millbridge, yeah. We should have a uh, we should be going down there soon. Everybody, we're going to put the put a date together where we go get the track and we get everybody together. We're going to run go karts. We're going to go out there and and beat and bang some go karts and have some fun. So stay tuned. Yep, I'd I'd love to send one of you guys into the uh, into the first row. Go live up there with the green shirt guy. Um, second up, Huffman Designs. Alex Huffman Huffy. Um, he'll. He'll do a design uh, if you can get his attention for long enough to get him to respond to you. Uh, Huffy, you better hear that. Um, Scott Fritz, um, our resident um, dirt racer extraordinaire, flash graphic design man. I think he just did the uh, the new Discord banner. I think we noticed that last night. That was Fritz's yes. handiwork. Yep. Yeah. Really good job. Look, look, looking super hot. Um, and frequently i get to get to post some of his schemes on facebook he does awesome work if you are in the market for a a a custom scheme uh huffy or fritz they they can get you taken care of uh butt kicker um i said it earlier um adds an entire new dimension to your sim racing experience um i just have one butt kicker it's it's even the the older one it's not mm-hmm. i think the newer one's the butt kicker too um but um you can feel tire slip you can f- uh, feel engine revs just ev- everything that feeds through sound and eye racing you can decide what is important to you uh, tire slip is important to me and allows you to catch things a lot earlier than your stupid ears would allow you to yeah. uh, my number one favorite sponsor red rocket buildings and barbecue 
We are inside buildings. We love barbecue. They won't make you barbecue, but they'll make you something to make some delicious barbecue on. Elevated Outdoors. Um, those are some people that make things that go high outside or something like that that looks like me um wjm as usual i i was able to be a part of it for a short time Unf unfortunately i don't have the the schedule to to dedicate enough time to it to make it worthwhile for those guys but uh, uh a lot of awesome guys i've raced in with the league particularly uh cody anderson and roger pierce i know rogers had to step away to focus more on that um but those guys, uh, WJM sponsoring drivers left and right, paying out based on your iRacing official finishes. Performances, yeah. Yep. And it's it's a, a stepping stone to to move up the ladder in this, this sim racing game that we play and maybe make a few bucks along the way and just to get your name out there and who knows what can come from it. Contact um, Bill Mulfeld. Mole Field. I always have to say his name like I have marbles in my Mule, mouth. Mule Field. It, yeah, it's not Field. It's Mule Field. I, I, I was yep. uh, corrected on that the other day. There's no I. It's an E-L-D. <laughs> F-E-L-D. So Mule Field. But yes. Um, go ahead. That's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's the damn sponsors. That's Alex Penn. That's Jason Collins. That's Radburn Shutters. That's John Schwartz, and since there's two Alexes, once again, you can call me the Scarecrow because I'm outstanding in my field. I'll catch you next week. We out.